I'm ready. This episode brought to you by... Fucking Audible. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Guys, audibletrial.com slash horror virgin for 30 days free and a book to get you started for your book recommendation, Sexy Mikey. Oh, Mikey. This is a dual recommendation by what? me and Jen. What? Ooh, um, I don't like this at all. I have not actually read this book. I haven't either. So Mikey's recommending his favorite sequel. Fifty Shades Darker by What's Her Face. <laughs> nice. By What's Her Isn't Face. Isn't her name Elron Genie? Elron Hubbard. Oh. oh, Hubbard. My bad. Hubbard. Oh. So guys, Woo. check out Fifty Shades Darker, I guess, <laughs> on Audible if it's there. Oh, it's, it's there. there. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make your ears stick together. Sorry. This episode also brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. Hey, Nick B. How you doing, Nick B? I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have a great Nick B fact today. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Phoning it in, Nick B. <laughs> Fun fact about Nick B, he was a real good sport about that joke we left in about him in the it American Werewolf episode. Yeah. So, oh, God. We deliberated over that. <laughs> we did. It was funny, though. All right. So what's Nick B's fun fact? Uh, he uh, posted a thing on the Facebook group where he he's ate a spider before. <gasps> what? You ate a spider? On purpose or like you were asleep? Because don't like you crawl, like sp- spiders crawl into your mouth when you're asleep sometimes? Yeah, like one out of five nights that what? happens. One out of five nights? But it's science. <laughs> A week has seven nights. Hey, Nick B. Thank Stop you. Stop eating spiders. Why would you eat a spider? What is happening? So it's an I, English delicacy. Okay. Oh. Screech had some candied spiders and crickets on Saved by the Bell once. Do you think it was that kind of spider? Are you saying Nick B. Screech? I mean, have no. we ever seen Nick B. and, and Screech? Dustin Diamond in the same area? Yeah. No, at the same time? <laughs> Noah, we have an assignment for you. Noah's busy. <laughs> Speaking Noah's busy. of Noah, this episode also brought to you by John. John. Hey, John. So let me tell you the truth about John. Uh-oh. So Noah has wrote in. Anonymously. His, anonymously. So John was walking at uh, Sydney Pier. He saw like a seven-year-old walking down the pier. Did he yeah. push him off? Yeah, he picked him up and threw him what? in the water. Oh, my god! And that kid started drowning. There are great <gasps> whites in them waters. There yeah. are. And jellyfish. Yeah. And he spit on him when he's in the water. What? Aww. To add insult to injury, you're yeah. already wet. Take more liquid. <laughs> yeah. That's gross. Oh, this, this, this is a cliffhanger for later. Uh-oh. Dun, what? Dun, dun. Oh, my God. The continuing story of supervillain John. Oh, my God. We need a hero <laughs> to save the world from John. Some say a Matthew will save us. <laughs> this episode also brought to you by Rebecca. Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Rebecca Uh-oh. has an amazing Etsy store called Straight On Tour Disney. Straight On Tell Disney. <laughs> Straight On Tell Disney. Words are hard today. Check out Rebecca's Disney Etsy themed store at yeah. Straight On Tell Disney on Etsy. It's way better than how we just described it. It is. It's fucking fantastic. Who yeah. wants eye contact for this? I no. do. Ooh. <laughs> hey, Rebecca. How you doing? Was that an earthquake? Or are you just rock my world? Oh, gross. I like it. <laughs> size one on the Richter scale. <laughs> oh, oh, size Mike. four and a half. <laughs> Wide. Jeez. <laughs> it's the cheese that I love. Now to continue the saga of the boy in the water, Uh-oh. this episode also brought to you by Matt. Matt. <laughs> I need a hero. <laughs> So Noah wrote in, said this guy, Matt, what? Uh-oh. Yeah. punched John in the face. 
I'm drinking coffee. Hang on one second. Oh, God. It's uh, pumpkin spice, Mikey. <laughs> dove into the water. Like a man. Killed a shark. What? With seven fingers. How many hands does Wait, he have? Wait, did the shark have seven fingers or does yeah, Matt? Hang on, we got to break this down. Does Matt have seven fingers? Did he have seven, seven fingers? fingers on one hand? Or, or did he only use seven well, of only his fingers? He seven. He didn't even need the other three. What were they did, doing? Did the shark Ripping out him? his eyes. <laughs> Whose eyes? The sharks. So he did use the other three. No, it was more like a grabby grab. <laughs> it was like four on one side, yeah. three on the other. That's yeah. seven, right? Yeah. I was never good at math. It's the metric system, guys. It's okay. By, meanwhile, while we're debating this, the boy is still drowning. I know. <laughs> no, the boy was eight. He went into the shark's dead body, pulled the boy what? out, and threw him up one-handed. It's like Sharknado. It is. And then he just swam off. Back to America. <laughs> To be yep. continued. <laughs> well, I think John has met his match and Matt, the favorite son. <laughs> Daniel. Hey, we love you, Daniel. This episode also brought to you by Carl. Carl. I'm pretty sure Carl lives up in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, does and he? And I'm not saying that he's a serial killer, but a lot of serial killers do start in the Pacific Northwest. They do. Yeah, I'm mm. not saying he's a murderer, but he does offer guitar lessons to youths in the area. So he kills it. He does kill it. Yeah, he teaches them how to kill it. Does he offer the lessons in the woods? And, <laughs> and also, he streams on Twitch. So if you want to check him out, go to Car- or twitch.tv slash Carlos M-O-L murders on loose. <gasps> what? Oh my god! Oh my it was in front of us the whole time. Oh no! Time. It goes all the way to the top. <laughs> Why, oh Carl? My god. It, goes, <laughs> it goes back to the Justin TV days. This episode also brought to you by Michael. Michael. Hey, Michael! There's, well, welcome to the party, Michael. There's only room for one, Michael. <laughs> well, you're Mikey. He's Michael. Yeah, you what had your mean? chance to be Michael on this podcast, and I shot it down <laughs> <laughs> real hard. Yeah. <laughs> that was a real conversation we had. This is actually me. I'm the sponsor. <gasps> Just to get you what? to say my real name. <laughs> <laughs> it's an elaborate no. plot. <laughs> no, but seriously, Michael, uh, he always wears uh, high waters. Oh, yeah? Oh, God. Hey, Michael. They're stylish. And he has the ugliest ankles. I think his ankles are delightful. He has bird ankles. No, he's got like, he needs like LASIK. LASIK for his ankles? Because of the fluid buildup. Because he's got congestive heart failure. If you know about medical stuff, this joke is killing it. It's killing Michael for sure. <laughs> yeah. Congestive yeah. heart failure. This episode brought to you by Cody, Cody Roy. Roy. New player entering the game. Cody Roy. The welcome. Pants? Cody what? Roy. Corduroy. <laughs> Wait. Cody Roy. <gasps> it buttons all the way to the top. Oh my gosh. Only if it's a button fly. <laughs> Cody, what do you want us to say about you? Yeah, yeah Cody, Cody What do you want to plug? If you want, us, uh, if you want us to plug anything specific or say anything specific, hmm. reach out to us. Maybe we could say some fun stuff about you. Maybe Mikey could insult you a little bit. Oh. <laughs> well, we just get Siri to say nice things about him. That's actually really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, say something nice about Cody Roy. That may be beyond my abilities at the moment. <laughs> oh my <Aww>. God. <laughs> Cody Roy, I'm so sorry. Siri hates you. Oh, Cody Roy, why? A- apparently, uh. being nice to you is uh, above her ability well, level. It, to <laughs> be is... fair, is Cody Roy a Siri Patreon? Actually, that's fair. So hey, I- do you guys oh. hear that? It's the theme music backing into the podcast. <laughs> She's so happy she gets the beat. I know, it's so much fun. Let's do it. After listening to the American Werewolf in London episode, I realized that neither of you know how to say the word wolf. It's on a lot of How do you say it? What? Werewolf? Werewolf. Werewolf. That's what, what the L's for. Werewolf. Can yeah. we say werewolves? Yeah. Werewolves. There you go. Werewolves. 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 
<laughs> Mikey and I are so confused. Welcome to Horror Virgin, everybody. I'm Jen. And I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies and you guys make me watch them. He doesn't. And this week, thank you for, <laughs> it's thank you for them up. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just backing up your point, Todd. For those of you who are new, <laughs> oh God, this cannot be a thing. <laughs> We watched the 1997 Wes Craven classic Scream 2. Yes, sequel to the 1996 Wes Craven classic Scream. Scream. I'm sorry, it's just pronounced ah! <laughs> And then the sequel she screamed, Mikey. Ah! Two. I got it. Have you guys seen this movie before? Yes, I've seen this movie many, many, many times. Uh, yeah, in theater. Okay, so it's been a long time because you didn't seem like you knew what was going on. No, it's no. Long I didn't time. either. Mikey didn't know that Randy was in the first movie either. <laughs> oh, yeah, so. Jamie Kennedy? Yeah. yeah. I just didn't remember recording that episode. Well, yeah. It was... Well, you were another person. Oh, yeah. I'm like the doctor. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. I like the second doctor. Yeah. So, guys, so you've seen it a few times. You, Jenna, seen it a lot. You've seen it once, maybe, in I think theaters. I probably saw it on video, maybe. I mean, this was. Way back in Yeah, the day. this is back, you were in like middle school when this yeah. came out, right? And you were in what, college? High school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, I'm no, joking. I was uh, probably How a junior. How do you guys feel about this movie today? I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, I okay. do not like it as much as the first, but the first one was one of my favorite movies, so okay. hard to top. I don't think Full you stop. liked it as much as I did, though. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. No, yeah. you liked it the most. I I'm, did, I love it. The first one's such a classic It movie. is, True. yeah. Like, I understand why people love the first one. And I understand why when we posted about this movie, some people were like, meh, it's all right. That's how I feel. Yeah. But did you guys like it watching it today? I loved it. Just because of the company. I mean, we are a lot of fun to watch movies with. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are parts of it I really liked. We'll get to that when we talk about it. And there are parts that scared me. And I'm sure you guys won't let me forget that either. This is a who's who of who was hot in the 90s. It really is. Mm -hmm. You've got, I don't know, a bunch of Dawson's Creek people. Yeah. Or is it just one Dawson's Creek? Pacey. Oh, Pacey. Pacey's in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Pacey was one of the girls. No. No. I never watched Dawson's Creek. I don't know. Joey was one of the girls. Yeah, I think we've talked about. We have talked about it. I can't do it. This is confusing. Um, But yeah, so you've got, um, I guess, Pacey from Dawson's Creek. Yeah. You've got Sarah Michelle Geller, who I kept calling many different names during you the movie. You did, yes. and I reminded you she's the fucking slayer every time. I never saw Buffy, but I know, I, I, I know Joss Whedon, and he's yeah. great. And Buffy I, is awesome, too. Yeah, I, and I've heard the show's great. I just never mm-hmm. got into it because I, I can't watch scary things. <laughs> uh, you've got <laughs> Tori Spelling's in this for he, a second. She is, yeah. As, a, as herself. Owen as Wilson's Owen in this. Owen Wilson, yeah. uh-huh. um, Who else is in this? No, Luke Wilson. Yeah, it's Luke Wilson. Oh, Owen Wilson's the other one. Yeah. Owen Wilson's the, the blonde same. one. Uh, you got Timothy Oliphant before he fixed his hair. Oh, we've got Portia de Rossi and yeah. Rebecca Gayhart. Oh, that's Rebecca right. Gayhart. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She was an urban legend, though. That's she was why I an urban it. legend. Yeah, yeah. An urban I love legend. her an urban, yeah, urban she's great. legend. And of course, you have the, uh, the surviving cast. cast. Yeah, we got Courtney Cox. Right. Yeah, we got Courtney Cox. We got Randy. We got Neff Campbell. And we've got Dewey. We forgot Jerry O'Connell. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's Jerry right. O'Connell's Jerry O'Connell's in this. But it's sexy Jerry O'Connell, not it is. Stand By Me Jerry O'Connell. Super dreamy so. Jerry yeah, O'Connell. Yeah, yeah, This is like right in the middle when Sliders was big, Mikey. Yeah. And before you knew he had a, an apartment full of roaches. Also. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, Joe's Apartment. Mm-hmm. What a good movie. Is it? No. I didn't oh see my it. God. It's a movie about roaches. I saw it. It was pretty good. Speaking of movies, let's get into this one. Let's slide into it. Oh, Whoa. let's slide into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing we hear is she's always in my hair the song from the soundtrack that I used to play over and over and over again in high school because I loved it so much. You've talked about this soundtrack many times. I really have. And yeah. it's really, it's not like a bunch of special songs or anything. Like, it's just, this was back when there were lots of movie soundtracks and I bought them all and I listened to them all the time. And Scream, I thought, always had good soundtracks. And so we're at the Stab premiere. 
Oh, yeah, because yep. there's like a ripoff of Scream. Well, okay, so no. Gail Weathers wrote the book that happened. Courtney Cox's character. Yeah, 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 Courtney Cox wrote a book about what happened in the first movie called The Woodsboro Murders, and that's mm-hmm. the book they were talking about in the first movie. But so a studio has made a movie called Stab out of this book, and so they're going to the premiere tonight. And it's Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett. I think she may have just been Jada Pinkett at this point. I think she was. She wasn't married to Will Smith yet. Right. Um, And so they are walking up to the movie. She doesn't really like scary movies that much. She wants to go see Sandra Bullock. She's saying horror, like, excludes black people. Omar Epps is spitting some truth and saying we should have movies with all black people in it. That would be great. You think they would have had that discussion in the car? Like, what movie to go see? I mean, yeah. And I'll say this. Jada Pinkett Smith and Omar Epps do not seem like a happy couple. No, they do not. Well, yeah. I think they just have different tastes in movies. I think they have different tastes in parties. People, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> they have like, some kind of weird codependent relationship and you guys don't think they should be together. Hitting too close to Ooh. home there, Jen. <laughs> um, so they're going to the movies and they go in and it's there's this gigantic stabbing arm. Yeah, above the marquee. Cool. It, right. it honestly does look cool. I called it out and said that because it looks awesome. Yeah. And uh, they go in and some girl hands them ghost face costumes. Yes. A little inappropriate considering this is all based on a true story. Yeah. But, I mean, I think they're making a larger point about celebrating the the villain of movies. But, fun fact, the girl who hands them the costumes won an MTV contest to be in the movie. Nice. Oh, cool. But that would be like going to a movie about John Wayne Gacy and them handing out clown costumes. Exactly. Right? And you go into the theater and everybody is wearing a clown costume. Yeah. Because that's what happens. They go into the theater and it's looked like a million ghost faces. You guys, this was a different time pre-Columbine, pre-Aurora. And pre-True Crime Wave, too. Yeah, that's true. People weren't really talking about true crime as much as they are now. Right. But it is, I mean, you go in and it would just freak you out, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's no way if anyone who was actually involved in that murder, in the first movie, I should say, Mm -hmm. went to that movie, it would be super triggering for them. Yeah. Because it looks like there's a billion ghost faces and Red Right Hand starts playing, which is a song from the first one. From Peaky Blinders. And Peaky Blinders. What, What I don't like about this scene is that it looks it's a real rowdy theater oh yeah like i would walk in and be like i do not want to watch this movie i would here. immediately walk out and get my money back and go home <laughs> i'm just a movie snob <laughs> me too yeah <laughs> i paid they said 740 or 750 yeah i would want a silent film silent theater excuse me <laughs> you're a huge chaplain fan <laughs> so, so they're in this movie theater everyone's looking like Ghostface killer yeah and they sit down and then jada pinkett is like hey give me some money for popcorn and soda no first we start to see the opening scene of the movie and it's oh yeah stab. yeah and it's heather graham heather oh, graham yes. is playing and i love how they do this because it's like recreating the first movie, but like Hollywoodified, like the worst stereotypes of a Hollywood movie put mm-hmm. into this. Like I thought she, it looked exactly like the, the first one. Shot yeah. for shot. Yeah, it's yeah. a shot for shot Did you think that was Drew Barrymore? <laughs> it looked a lot like Drew Barrymore. Her hair looked very similar. It was just a different actress. It was even like super blonde like Drew Barrymore. This movie is like my puberty's greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's no shower scene in the first one. The first one, she's like a normal person. But this one, and the dialogue's dumb. She says, you know, I don't even know you and I yeah, dislike like you already. <laughs> you don't see anything with the shower scene. No. But Omar Epps is like, oh yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is, you like that? <laughs> they hate each other. They yeah. are on yes. the, this is the worst first date ever. Mm-hmm. Mainly because both of them die. But uh, <laughs> And that's when Jada Pinkett Smith is like, give me money for uh, popcorn and drink. And Omar yeah. Epps is like, use your own money. And mm-hmm. she's like, I got my own money. I want to use your money. 
Does he give her money? He does. Yeah, he does. He's a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, if he was a gentleman, he would have got it for her in the first place. Why day. didn't oh, She wouldn't have had to walk out to get it herself. Yeah. Counterpoint. Hot yeah. take. Get your fucking snacks before the movie starts. True. And absolutely. don't show up to a premiere of a movie after it started. Yes. Yeah. Previews. Absolutely. Also, don't stand in front of the do- the entrance door oh, to we'll the movie. Oh, I've got some thoughts. Let me tell you the truth about doorways. I mean, we're <laughs> almost there. She goes out yeah. and gets popcorn and soda. Uh-huh. And in the hallway, she hears people talking about, oh, it's so scary. I almost shit my pants. Like, it's just like 80 yard sort of lines as there are people uh. walking around her. No, they're talking about how it really happened and how it's totally yes. inappropriate that they're doing this with a movie. That, it is. About yeah. real people that live in this town. <laughs> Good yeah. job, Jim. Yeah, that's exactly what they said. Yeah. By golly. This is super inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the lines from the movie. As Jada Smith is walking back into the movie theater, Omar Epps jumps out and scares the shit out of her. And yeah, wearing the, the mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, here's where I check out for the movie. Oh, yeah. Mikey got enraged because they were standing in front of the door. You and did, kissing. Mikey. You were very upset. They stood in front of the double doors into the theater for 10 minutes. Yes, I know. It would have pissed me off, too. Yes. Like, there's a line building up behind one. them of people who just snuck out yes. to go to the bathroom or to get get popcorn, dying to see what happens and stab. They're making out. I'm sitting there with my Coke and I'm like, Hello. I need Condensation. To get back in. <laughs> I need to get back in there. I wish I wasn't missing the movie. I wish a woman make out with me in front of a movie theater door. Uh, no, I don't. I want to watch the movie. Yeah, we're there to see the movie. <laughs> I can, we I can make so out why anywhere. are you in the hallway when the movie's already started? Because he had to pee. Oh. He does have to pee People, every five minutes of a movie. That's not funny. I have a small bladder. I don't have a small bladder. I drink a lot of fluid. Anyway, speaking of, speaking of people with small bladders, Omar Epps does go to the bathroom. He does. And Jada Pinkett walks back down to her seat Mm -hmm. and sits down. And then we see Omar Epps in the bathroom. Yeah. And there are two people dressed as Ghostface mm-hmm. at, the urinal, at the urinal, which if you're going to use a urinal, wearing a long cloak is very difficult. It's just like you all over the place. Up. You got to pull it up and you get pee on the bottom of it. It's the worst. Yeah. So he decides, you know what? I'm not going to go to the urinal. I'm going to go in, a, in one of the stalls. They just don't want to rush themselves because they don't want to get pee on their brand new costumes. They're very expensive costumes. <laughs> they are. They were free. <laughs> they're free. Yeah. Yeah. They're classy. This is the dumbest kill of the movie. I think it's dumb. Really? Yeah. I mean, it is sort of dumb. Omar Epps goes into a stall next to a stall that's in use, Mm -hmm. and he starts to hear some, like, muttering or whatever. (laughs) And so he puts his ear against the stall door, Mm -hmm. sort of giggling into himself, and then someone stabs through the door into his brain, Yeah, and he sort of just dies right there. Stabs through the the stall wall. Yeah. What was the plan here? Because, like, if someone was whispering in the stall next to me, guess who wouldn't put his ear against the nasty bathroom stall. Yeah. No one would put their ear against the wall. Two words. Poop particles. Poop. That's true. Particles. I mean, poop ear, particles baby. is everywhere in that bathroom. You may have heard of I it. I know. PP. I said by that joke. I liked it. <laughs> so Omar Epps is dead as fuck. And yeah, then, poor Omar. Yeah, I like Omar Epps, but I mean, he became, he did a lot more after this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then so we're with Jada Pinkett in the theater now, mm-hmm. and then Omar Epps, or is or it, is it, comes back and sits down next mm-hmm. to her wearing the ghost face killer mask. And not his clothes. Like, he's just wearing the whole costume now. No, no, no he's, he's wearing, wearing his leather, leather jacket. jacket. Yeah. Is that why he's got blood Should on I get it? a leather jacket? You and, said that while they were making out in front of the movie theater door. Well, yeah, but because Mike, Mikey was like, man, if Maybe. I just had a leather jacket, women would want to make out with me. You know what would get people to make out with you in front of movie theater doors? A confidence, civil- Mikey. <laughs> confidence. I was going to say a Civil War jacket, but yes, confidence. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Jada Pinkett is very scared by the movie, and she mm-hmm. keeps kind of like nestling into Omar Epps, or is he? No. And then she like reaches her hands around him and then mm-hmm. pulls him back, and like there's blood all over oh, her hands. Like, Omar, oops. 
<laughs> Omar, oops, you got blood on your jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and then he stabs her in the stomach. Yeah. And then she gets up and starts walking away and he continues to stab her. And it's at the same time that um, Casey is getting stabbed on the screen or Heather, Heather Graham. Graham. And the shot is the same where he comes up from right behind her and stabs her in the chest. Um, except it's it goes into a lot more of the stabbiness, and I think part of it is what got cut from the original. They were kind of it's not actual footage, but it's like a much longer death scene than in the original movie. But so while all of this is happening, all the ghost faces in the crowd are just going nuts, and they're running around and like stabbing people, and there are like ghosts flying from the ceiling. And so nobody notices. Yeah, it's real dumb that no one would notice. It's real dumb that no one would notice. I can understand that nobody would, because I do think a couple of people notice, but I think also the studio has set all of this stuff up, so it is conceivable that maybe the studio hired actors to do this. But no. Real fucked up, and you could never do it now, but back then, I think maybe they could Oh, yeah, it's really stupid that no one notices. And eventually they do notice. Yeah, because she she walks on the fucking stage and Mm -hmm. dies. and it's really sad. It like, is the look really on sad. Her face. Oh, it makes me so sad. Yeah, you know what would suck? Being murdered in front of your peers. Yeah. Well, everybody <laughs> like cheering your death. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to my middle school experience. You got you murdered? You got murdered? Metaphorically. Oh, I Has Mikey it. been the ghost the whole time? <laughs> yeah. For that's how people. he's so good at ghosting people. <laughs> anyway, that's that first scene. Yeah. And then. And then title cards. Scream dollar sign. Credit. Yeah. Screams with a dollar <laughs> sign. I mean, it did make more money. So now we hear a phone call and we see a pan shot of the some college or something. So it's Sydney in bed and someone's calling her mm-hmm. and it's the it's the voice, right? Yeah. And then like, she looks at her caller ID and calls him out for who he is and mm-hmm. says, in accordance with statute 116.9.119 you're not allowed to do prank phone calls. It's a federal offense. And mm-hmm. then they, she, she, they hang up on her. Well, and I like it because it's showing that she's an empowered woman. It well, back is. in the yeah. 90s, prank phone calls were real. So now she's walking around her dorm room and we see Cotton Weary from the first one is on TV and it's Leave Schreiber. Did yeah. I say that right? I think he did. Leave or live? Leave Schreiber. Live Schreiber. It's right. Ray Donovan. Fuck, yes. it's Ray fucking Donovan. <laughs> it's Sabretooth. Yeah, it is Sabretooth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Wolverine's brother. <gasps> All right. Uh, I'm just going to call him Cotton. So Cotton Weary is on TV and he's talking about how he was actually innocent the whole time and wasn't Sydney stupid and ugh. I mean, in all fairness, I mean, he, she did. he was innocent the whole time yeah. and wasn't exactly. Sydney stupid. <laughs> right. Well, but she had reason. Like, sure. they framed him. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. All right. So Hallie wants her to go to a sorority mixer. And if you look in the background of this closet, there's a sweater that's supposed to look like a Freddy Krueger sweater. Yeah, you said that when it, when the, when we were watching it. That's a ro- Hallie's her roommate? Hallie's her roommate, Okay, yeah. we see, She's a main character. She we is. see a lot of her. I just mm-hmm. couldn't remember her name. Main character's st- strong word. That's fair. I mean, she is... In and out of this movie and, you know, dies. But she's Sydney's best friend in the movie. Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. too. She's her roommate. Hallie is sort of using her to get into a, a sorority. I mean, I got that Hallie wanted to get into the sorority and knew that Sydney could help her, but I didn't think she was friends with Sydney so that she could get into the sorority. That's probably fair, too, but she is definitely her meal ticket into the sorority. Right. She recognizes that. Uh, dynamic, right? Yeah, and she wants Sydney to go to this thing. Yeah, and that's yeah. why they're, you know, let's go to this party tonight. Mm-hmm. You've got to go with me. They want to see you there, kind right, of a dynamic. Right. Yeah. And so then we see on the news that the two students were murdered at this movie, and Sydney says, oh, shit, we got to go find Randy. Were they college students? I got the impression they were, they were high school students. No, they were seniors students. at the college. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's how okay, they okay. both had their own money. So now we get to film class, and I like this part. I knew you would. Yeah. Um, one, because it's got Pacey in it, and this is where we see a lot of these um, people. Like, we yeah, Pacey straight up with a cameo. Yeah, Joshua man. Joshua Jackson is... 
Joshua, Joshua Jackson. Jackson. Who I am for real. <laughs> was he famous at this him. point? Yeah, he yes. was on Dawson's Creek. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't like him till Fringe. Okay, so we've got Joshua Jackson in this <laughs> film class. Yeah, he's hot. And we got Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant before mm-hmm. he fixed his hair. Sarah Michelle Geller. Right. Uh-huh. Jamie Kennedy and some other people. Uh, like students. And they're talking about how um, you can't blame real life violence on movies. And, oh, do you think somebody's trying to make a sequel to the things that happened in real life? To stab? Yeah. Yeah. I did like their conversation about sequels. And, um, you know, Jamie Kennedy had the rules from the first one. This mm-hmm. isn't where he talks about sequel rules yet. But he's right. he's in this scene. He's like dropping knowledge about sequels. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about what sequels surpass the original. Right. Talking about aliens. Mm-hmm. Talking about Godfather 2. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, definitely. Terminator 2 Terminator is two. way better than the first one and any other movie. I was <laughs> Hot take. From <laughs> I'm not sure that's such a hot take, Jen. It's a really great movie. It is an amazing movie. So they make a grave mistake with Terminator 2. I see what you're doing. But, grave mistake. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well done. Mm-hmm. But... Mikey, the whole time during the scene, would not shut up about The Godfather Part 2. Mikey it's said good. Mikey said The Godfather 2 over and over and over again in the scene. And, and then they said it. They did. Yeah. But what else did they say, Mikey? House Part 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, the second two. story. Second right. story. Yeah. It is better. And then Mikey's heart grew three sizes Because Joshua Jackson said it. Yes, he, he did. did. Yeah. Oh. So anyways, Randy is talking about, Randy is just kind of being Randy. He's a little bit more obnoxious in this movie than he is well, in the Well, yeah, one. but he needs to pack it in because he doesn't have the screen time that he had in the first one. Yeah, he does. He's got to get all his accents out. Yeah. And so he, they ask Randy as he's walking away dramatically um, what he would do differently in the sequel. And he said, but not a spray. I let the geek spray spray get the girl. I like the spray spray part. Yeah, and then he yeah. walks out as the classroom explodes behind him. Well, that didn't happen. But the reason he walks out quickly is because he sees Sydney over in the right. doorway. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he walks out really quickly because Sydney's there because she found out about the murders and she wanted to talk to him about them. Right? Yes. He's also in love with her secretly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he, they, he talks about that, but he was in love with her in the first movie too. Yeah, That's was. not new information, right? No. It's no. Not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Friend zone till death. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. The friend zone doesn't exist. Okay, it reject it till death. Okay, yeah. reject it till death is fair. You know, he just needs more Banaka. Banaka never helped anybody. No, it didn't. That's why they invented Axe Body Spray. That helped everybody. <laughs> a little Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so he starts walking down the hall with a weird accent, and it just drives me insane. Yeah, did you guys not hear his weird? I did not weird, notice that, He just no. all of a sudden starts talking like this, and sure, it is pretty strange that there are murderers walking around all the time. Is that campus. because whenever he's near Sydney, he doesn't know what to do? So yeah. he like freaks out a little bit. He's just so anxious to be around her at all. Does that ever happen to you, Todd? No, I'm very confident. That is true. Hmm, I uh, <laughs> I'm confident, but maybe too confident. <laughs> well, you that's just <laughs> wander around outside of movie theater doors just in random accents? <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaur accents? Hello, my lady. <laughs> Cheerio, <laughs> matey. The key to being confident is just truly not caring. True. <laughs> it really helps. I not care so much, I don't even text them back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Randy and Sydney are talking and yes. saying, and Randy's saying it has nothing to do with us, and I don't want to go back there because it's been like two years, and I'm just barely gotten over it. Yeah, I don't want to deal with it anymore. And then Todd yelled, 
why is Jerry O'Connell climbing over that banister? <laughs> okay, first off, I didn't know he was going to be in this movie. Uh-huh, it was and a then surprise. sexy Jerry O'Connell like Paul pull vaults over the fucking banister. Yeah, he does. He, he doesn't use stairs. It's hilarious. <laughs> he to slid me. right in. I when I was oh my god, he did slide <laughs> right in. He's like, um, so um, my girlfriend's here. I was just on the set of Sliders, yeah. my new show. <laughs> Check it out. How are you doing, Sydney? Smoochy, smoochy. Get out of here, nerd. I'm talking to my girlfriend. She's never going to love you. He is actually really nice to Randy. But he, he also makes out with Sydney right in front of him while they're having a conversation. Well, quite boyfriend a bit. and girlfriend. He's going to kiss his girl. And now Gail Weathers is there. So they're on the quad of their campus. Right. And Gail Weathers has shown up to report on the story. Okay, so now cameraman is there. I love this cameraman. I do He's too. He's one of my favorite parts of this whole movie. And he was the cop in the faculty. He's yeah. the only logical care. So at this point, Sydney should just be like, we should leave town. Drive into and the And they ocean. should. They right? absolutely this should. This shouldn't go beyond yeah. this scene. No, they can't run. Yes, they can. No, you got to live your life. No. If there's a killer in your town at the movie premiere of the movie based on the murders in your town that happened to you, let's go to spring break. It's just a coincidence. I mean, yeah, is it spring break time? So now cameraman is there. Yeah. Well, with Courtney Cox. Yes. He's her cameraman. That makes sense. And Laurie Metcalf is also there. Aunt Jackie from Roseanne. Yes. And she's another reporter. And I love her in this movie and in life. Man, I hate. Every other reporter in this movie other than Courtney Cox, because they interview Courtney Cox like she's the cops. Right. Like they don't interview anybody else. It's like Courtney Cox asked the questions and then they ask Courtney Cox the question. They should be asking the person Courtney Cox is asking the question to. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we doing? And then so the press conference starts. And this guy has one sentence out of his mouth and Gail's interrupting him with questions. Oh, and she's like snapping to make uh-huh. the cameraman look at her and not the guy they're doing the press conference? Narcissist. You can tell because she does a little warm up right before. Yeah. Me, 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 me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Dead giveaway. Narcissist <laughs> vocal warm up. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. Me, 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 me. Did you get a Mikey? Should be. It. But what do we learn here? So we learned that the oh. two people got murdered. Uh, and it was at the stab premiere. And that's and, sort of all we and learned. And randomly, there. everyone who survived the first movie has shown up on campus. Yeah, yes. and the Scooby Gang of Friends. And this is also when we learned that Mickey, who is Timothy Oliphant, does not know how to hold a camera. No, he also has it. a camera. You don't hold the camera and then cross body for the viewfinder. <laughs> he puts the viewfinder like on his nose and then covers both eyes. It's, oh, and insane. then runs into a pole. Just, and he's in film school. <laughs> They like, haven't gotten the cameraman holding yeah. yet. They're just oh talking God. about what sequels are better. <laughs> He's <laughs> definitely a freshman. They're in sequel class one, uh, sequel class two o two. Now Todd did call us out. He looks significantly other than older than the other. He actors. does. He looks thirty five. Easy. Which, but that's largely because his hair is receding way back down the, the back of his head. But in high school, that would be weird. In college, you can go to college anytime you want in your life. Yeah, but you can't hang out with eighteen year olds. If they're eighteen, you can. You heard it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> right out of Jen's mouth. <laughs> All right. And so now um, the sorority sisters show up, and it's Rebecca Gayhart and Portia de Rossi. And I love both of them so much. Rebecca and Gayhart from our Urban, Urban Legend, Legend episode mm-hmm. and Portia de Rossi from Arrested Development. Yeah. And hey, everybody, you should read her book, Unbearable Lightness. It's really good. Yes. But yes, Portia de Rossi. Is it about her like, uh, weight Her struggles? eating disorder. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really awesome. good. Yeah. yeah. And they're terrible in this movie, but in the best way. I don't think they're terrible. terrible. They're just like sorority sisters. Yeah, stereotypical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, I don't, they're supposed to be annoying Jim's and stereotypical. Jim's saying they do a good job at being terrible. Exactly. I they're they awesome are, yeah. at being these characters. Yeah. I mean, they're not asking anybody what breakfast is, but. Yeah. What know. even is breakfast, Becky? <laughs> Yeah. I love that movie, man. Uh, that was a good movie. So good. I can't yeah. believe we interviewed that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was the best. Fivu? Yeah. Fivu? So good. 
Yeah, they're not quite to Danielle levels of terrible sorority no. sister. But, and they're, I mean, yeah, I just love both of them. Yeah. Hallie is pledging Delta Lambda. And this is when we start to see sh- that the sorority sisters are really interested in Sydney because she's famous. Yeah, only because she's famous, it would right. seem. Because Sydney doesn't look like them, doesn't dress like them, has really no interest in joining the sorority. Exactly. And only seems to be humoring it because she likes Haley, her roommate, who clearly wants to get into that sorority. Right, and her exactly. boyfriend, Jerry O'Connell, is big frat guy. Yeah. Well, and in their brother. Uh, like their brother, brother the frater- yeah. fraternity, yeah. yeah, and they like to keep it in the family. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. They I like pair with yeah. like a sorority and yeah. a fraternity. I didn't have money when I was in school to pay for friendship, so I wasn't in yeah. Mississippi State. Was a little too old south with their fraternity system. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't do that. The Belmont ones were just lame. So not every sorority has a brother fraternity or vice versa, but a lot of them do, especially in like private colleges like But this, this one does. This one does, yeah. Um, and then we hear boom, 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 boom. Yep. And then we see a limping Dewey dumbass. Bow, 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 bow. I love Dewey. How oh dare you, God. sir? It's so dumb. <laughs> no, like, he's so sweet. He got stabbed in the first why do you one. Hate Dewey? I don't hate Dewey. In fact, I sort of like Dewey. I and love I think Dewey. he does a fine job playing Dewey. I just find it hard to believe that Courtney Cox would ever go for some guy who's limp. I mean, that part's that's why not... he's limping because it's just swinging, swinging big. And that's what it is. Yeah, that's what she he's likes. He's tripoding it super hard. He is really sweet, and I love Dewey. And I think at this point, I'm not sure if they had gotten married by now, but they were definitely dating. And so we see Dewey and Sydney, and they go and catch up. And Dewey is telling him if there's a killer, then he or she or them is probably somebody you already know. And Sydney's like, uh, yeah, that's why I don't want to talk to anybody ever. Yeah, and that's why she wants to be alone all the time. Right, exactly. Yeah, because she's not safe. But, I mean, the power of Dewey. Dewey needs know? some hobbies. Why does everybody show up to this campus? Because there was a murder. There has been another murder. Yeah, it's... It's insane. But now the whole movie pretty much takes place on campus from this point on. Yeah. 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 Um, And so he says he's going to stay around and look after her. And then Sydney and Gail are talking and we get a fun little recap of the scene from the first movie because Gail has decided to surprise Sydney with Cotton Weary and try to get a gotcha interview where he's like, I forgive you for accusing me of blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's what he says. And then then Sydney hauls off and slaps Courtney Cox. Um, She doesn't slap her. She punches her to the ground. ground. Uh Wow. She tries to punch her once and then she backs up because she remembers when she got punched the first time. And then, bam, bitch goes down. All I remember from this scene is the cameraman going, you know I got that. No, or because whatever. Hallie says. <laughs> I love this camera guy. Because Hallie says, did you get that on film? And yeah. he said, well, yes, I got that on film. It was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. That's when Todd realized the cameraman was his paternus for this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. My <laughs> favorite part of this movie. Like, behaves rationally. He's the only one that goes off and gets Dunkin' Donuts and comes back. <laughs> He's like, you know He's, what? Lots of murders here. I'm going to yeah. take off. I'm going to go get comfort food and come back. And see what, what y'all had sorted out. <laughs> I like it. I like it too. You know what? Saves his life. It does. Yeah, he yeah. lives. We'll get there. We're not there yet. So now Cotton is mad because he thought that Gail had been a professional journalist and actually set up an official interview between Sydney and Cotton. But he hadn't. She didn't tell Sydney about it, which is a fucked up thing to do. And I think Cotton kind of sounds like an asshole a lot in this movie, but I think I he, think he does well. come across as an asshole. You're right. Well, but yeah, it's kind of trying to set up is like, is he the killer? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a red herring in this movie. But I do think that he was sort of led to believe that 
Sydney was okay with it. So he was sort of surprised that Sydney punched Gail and that whole thing went down. Right. Yeah. I don't think he's a bad dude, but I think right. he's put in situations because of misinformation or whatever. But I that think can he means well. Way. I think yeah. so too. Yeah. I honestly think he's just went to jail for murder for mm-hmm. something he didn't do. But now everyone thinks he's a murderer, so he's like on hard times, and he's right. trying to chase the limelight to make money. And I think I he would kind of be that. a limelight chaser if he hadn't had this thing happen to him. It's just kind of the two things combining to give him this opportunity. Yeah, too, agree. You know? yeah. But he does come off as kind of a dick sometimes. Yeah. All right, so now we're at the sorority party, and man, yeah, we are. Matthew Lillard, I think, is a um, an extra in this party, and I tried so hard we to did. find him. We looked him. so hard. We could uh, not find him, though. We weren't looking for the roller skates. No, but was, well, because in every Scream franchise, the only people allowed to wear roller skates are the murderers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, we see some of that in, in a few seconds. We do, with yeah. With Sarah Michelle Geller. So now we're at the sorority party and the sisters are there talking. So Portia walking up and saying, hi. No, I really mean it. Hi. hi. I what know. What are we doing? I love Who her. says hi and doesn't mean it? Me. What? Sorry. You're insane. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's just insane. It's an insane scene. It is. And I think it's meant to be. Yeah. yeah. Sure. It's almost right. like Wes Craven's not the best writer. You bite your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't write this. Oh, oh yeah, he right. didn't write he didn't. this. Yeah, yeah. Right, Williamson right, right. from Dawson's Creek wrote this. Uh-huh. He really? goes all the way to the top. Oh, my God. <laughs> all the way why. to the creek? He goes all the way to the creek. <laughs> Does anything else happen what? at the party scene? No. I mean, the party scene no. sort of exists to set up that Sarah Michelle Geller is the sober sister. Yes. And she's at the sorority house, not the fraternity house, right? Yes. That, that's she, the right. next thing we see. We'll come back to the sorority party. I think it party. cuts back and forth, right? Um, no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. There's like some character development or something. But it was a woman, so I wasn't paying attention. So Sarah Michelle Geller, Buffy, right. is on the phone and she's at a house by herself. Breaking and like, all kinds of house yes, rules. Yes, there is a sign yeah. right there, no eating in the living room. And what does she have in front of her? Two boxes of pizza. That's my kind of lady. <laughs> <laughs> How much is she eating? She is watching old horror movies and yeah. eating pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's where I want to be. She's Switching to Kung girl. Fu every once in a while, too. So she gets a call. <laughs> She's talking about Party of Five. Well, sorry, she's already on the phone. She's talking about Party of Five. Was she? So, and fun fact, I think she's actually talking on the phone to Selma Blair, who was in Cruel Intentions with Sarah Michelle Geller. Yes, my voice dropped an octave after I watched that movie. An, an octave? octave? <laughs> yeah, it dropped an octave, Mikey. Oof. <laughs> so is, does she have any screen time Selma no Blair? I think she's just a voice on the phone oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's true I'm going with it <laughs> was right. it because she kissed a girl and she liked it I think so yeah all right, cool, 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 all cool, that cherry cool, cool, chapstick cool. so now Cece gets another call and she thinks it's Ted who's her boyfriend who only calls her when he's drunk and ladies if you're dating someone who only calls you when you're drunk dump him thought it was more like a booty call type situation yes. yeah mm-hmm. uh, because she is talking to Selma Blair and like Call waitings over to Selma Blair and says, hey, remember that time we kissed? It was amazing. We should never talk about it. Right. But my this guy, Ted, called me. He's super wasted. Can I call you back? Yeah, he wants to see if he can watch <laughs> us kiss again. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, just buy a ticket to Cruel Intentions, nerd. <laughs> so he, she goes back to Ted, quote unquote, and mm-hmm. she's like, so how slammed are you, Ted? And he goes, I don't know who Ted not is. Ted. What's your yeah. favorite scary Ted movie? That's not what he says. But it is the voice of the killer. It is the voice. Is this the first time we've heard the actual voice of the killer? The prank call had the real voice. Yeah. Well, I know, but it wasn't actually yeah, this the, the first, killer. This I think the this first, is the first time the killer is, the is on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think so. And um, she's talking about how she's sober sister, and she's not really taking any shit. He's saying, do you want to die tonight, Cece? And right. she's like, no. Uh, he was just like, I want Cece's pizza. Well done, Mikey. <laughs> he was just like, hey, I want to go to a pizza buffet. Do you want to join she's me? She's got Cece's two pizzas pizza. there. <gasps> Cece's pizza. Oh, my time. God. She called. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It was just a misunderstanding. Welcome to the joke. Jim got it before you. He was trying to get the slice. 
So <laughs> she hangs up and then she gets another call. And I think it's someone who may or may not be Selma Blair. Yeah, it is Selma Blair again. And her mm. friend's the worst friend ever because Buffy the Vampire Slayer is walking around like, I think there's someone in here. I'm scared out of my mind. And her friend's just like, meh. Do you know how many times I have texted my friends who are babysitting? Do you know where the children are? You have to check the children. You're a horrible friend. Like this is totally something that I would have done. What if your friend got stabbed twice and thrown off the balcony of the house though? Well, that's not, not Jen's fault. Then you stop making the joke. Yeah. Well, you stop the making the joke funny because beforehand. they're dead. <laughs> yeah, but the jokes. I mean, you don't know that's going to happen. Delete yet. your text messages and move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just put your phone in a volcano. You just got and problem solved. So she's going out of the house and she's got a cordless, but she can only go five steps away from the base before the phone explodes. Yeah, cordless technology was not great in the 90s. It wasn't, yeah. Basically walkie-talkies. Do you remember when phones were a thing people had in their houses? Yeah, some of them even had cords. Insane. Well, she uses a corded phone when the, when the, the, the cordless dies. And it's the clear one where all the circuits inside yeah. are like hot pink colors. Yes. I, I had that phone. It was fun times. <laughs> all right. Um, so she's trying to call campus security, but she can't without going in the house. And she doesn't want to go in the house because she's heard a noise upstairs but so she gets surprise attacked by a sorority girl who's just coming to say hi and maybe scare her a little bit and that scared the shit out of me though like it really that's did. a big that's jump actually scare. the scariest moment of the it, movie it, i will agree it was the scariest <laughs> moment for me by far all three of us jumped yeah yeah so the phone rings again and the scary jump scare friend answers it and it's ted, the killer says it's ted because he knows that ted is a person that she's talked to yeah and while she's talking on the phone we see go Ghostface sneak in behind them. So now it's in the house. Yes. And so she gives the phone back to her and then books it to the party. I would have just gone to the party. Oh, I would have left the house too. The second I think there's someone in the house with me that should not be there, I would be the fuck gone. Also, it's the the fraternity house is in walking distance. You don't need a sober driver. That's a good point. You might need a sober escort though. A sober walker? Yeah. No. Get out of that house, lady. Yeah. This is the Mikey that got impeached from Spanish Club. (laughs) (laughs) I live with my honor. (laughs) Did you? Then we get another call and he says, don't forget to set the alarm because we know he's in the house and he can see her. And this is when she's talking on the clear phone with the hot pink circuits and he's right behind her. Yeah, yeah. And he starts to chase her up the stairs and he's on roller skates a little bit and she's fighting him. Oh, he's falling all over the tables. Mm -hmm. So is he on a cell phone? I would assume so. I guess so. I would assume he's on a cell phone. Because he never hangs it up. We never see him use it, but I, I, he has to be on a cell phone. Right. And yeah, so they get all the way up to the third or fourth floor of the sorority I think it's house. Third. third. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And he throws her through the glass door of the balcony and then stabs her a bunch on the balcony and then throws her off of the um, balcony to her death. And yeah. it's really sad. It is really sad. And I love her. Um, I've got some fun facts about this scene. You want me to do them now or Yeah, do them now. Sure, hit him with us. Okay, so this scene was specifically written for her. Because she was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer at the time, and she's awesome. And um, the boyfriend, Ted, is named Ted because one of the worst characters, the most evil villains in all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is named Ted. What? In the second season, he's terrible. Anyways, I'm not going to spoil the movie, what? but that's where the character's name Ted comes from. Okay, it's from okay. an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hey, Buffy Heads out there know what I'm talking about. Yo, Buffy Heads, hit us up! <laughs> also, I have not seen the whole series yet, so there may be a more terrible person. But Also, I think she. I don't think she did all of the stunts in this, but I know that she jumped off the balcony at some point. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. She was nervous to do it, but she did a lot of her own stunts on Buffy. I don't think she did everything. but So now we're back to the sorority party. We still have not found found Matthew Lillard. No, but he's there somewhere. He is just skating around. 
And they're trying to pitch Sydney to get into this sorority. And Randy starts dancing with people. And I imagine Randy's probably pretty popular on this campus. Just you like think? just like Sydney is, you know. Oh, okay. That yeah, kind of survived the mur- he's got a cool scar. Yeah. And yeah. they just made a movie. There's like a character of him in the movie, you know. Yeah, but they got a nobody to play him. I know. He's Who like cares? on Dr. Quinn or something. Yeah. Anyways, but he is dancing with somebody, but he's still pining away for Sydney, so no yeah, one will love her. And now Jerry shows up and he was suspiciously late. And I think this is the first time you started to speculate that Jerry was the killer. I was right. No, you weren't. Yeah, I was 100% right. Jerry's not the right. killer? Jerry O'Connell and Timothy Oliphant were in on it. No. Well, Timothy Oliphant was. And I got yes, that part Yes, Timothy right. Oliphant was, yes. 50% ain't bad, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now um, they find out that something's up in the other house and everybody goes off to go see what's going on there because there has been another murder and it's like there has it's like in the first movie where everybody leaves the party and we've got our core cast alone in this house and so now gail and debbie are showing up at the other house and this is when joel the cameraman has finally started reading the book and is trying to quit because he's like yeah he's like fuck your last cameraman got gutted and courtney cox is like he didn't get gutted that was just for the book (laughs) he got his throat slit (laughs) he's still dead he's he's not in the union anymore yeah he's definitely not in the union so i'm out i love love that he's reading the book (laughs) yeah <laughs> All right, so now Sydney's in the sorority house alone and she hears the phone ring and I mean don't ever answer the phone anyways, but definitely ever. not when it's in somebody else's house. Yeah, what are you doing? But right, she right. just Would you like to take a political survey? I'm out. Um so now Sydney's in the house alone but she just can't resist herself. She has to go answer the phone and she sees Jerry outside. So we know that if he is the killer, he's a god and accomplice if we're suspecting him. Although, the first movie there had, spoiler alert, there were two killers, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that there's two killers. That's why I thought it was both of them. Exactly. And so she answers, and it's the murderer! So he's chasing her around the house, and they're just wrecking this whole sorority house. He's back on his roller skates. Exactly. I mean, this is why you don't skate in the house, guys. Guys. Yeah. Just scuff the floors and fall. Exactly. It's a lose-lose. It's hilarious for us, but it's not good for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they're kind of running around the, the delightful floor plan. And so then Jerry was outside because he closed the door to keep Jerry out, Jerry O'Connell out, when he was menacing her in the house. And now she's like up against the door trying to get open. And he stabs right through the door and almost stabs Jerry O'Connell in the face. Yeah. That beautiful face. Barely misses the sliders. Exactly. So anyway, Jer- Jerry O'Connell finally does get in the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's at the back of the house, though, because they run to the back of the house. And Sydney runs to the back of the house through the house right. and then meets up with Jerry. And Jerry sort of pushes her back into the house. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, oh, he's definitely internet. Right. And um, then he chases after the killer and the killer and him go through like the like a kitchen corridor, maybe. Yeah. The pantry. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then he gets sliced in the arm. We don't see that happen mm-hmm. but we see the repercussions of that right. because when this is deputy when dewey comes up right yeah. dewey lumbers on into the house lumbers. and opens the door He's like, i've been outside oh watching the whole time yeah <laughs> I've, decided I've been trying to get here for 45 minutes it's hard for a limber <laughs> he gets there before the police he does he does Weird. well they're at the wow. they're at the crime scene yeah yeah he's supposed to be a red herring too i mean everyone's a red herring right yeah and he, he goes in and scares jerry o'connell for a minute and jerry o'connell's got this big gash on his arm yeah, been cut. and he said he went that way I don't know why he didn't kill me because this was the perfect opportunity for him to kill me. But he didn't. Definitely not the killer. Right. So now we're at the hospital and Timothy Oliphant is hanging around talking to Hallie. And then he goes over and talks to Sydney so that we know that he's actually friends with these people and not some random cameraman who just shows up occasionally. The worst cameraman ever. Doesn't know how to hold a camera. (laughs) Hey, he hasn't run into anything yet. And they're taught the police are talking to Jerry O'Connell and they're like, hmm, it's suspicious that it missed that you're a medical student. Yes. And you knew how to cut yourself where it wouldn't do any damage. Well, 
he does know how he does know that, but he didn't actually do it. Right. Or did he? Or did he? Yeah. And I like this because he and Dewey are kind of like, well, maybe you are a suspect. Okay. So now we've got a chalkboard investigation scene and the sheriff is writing all of the names of the victims on this green chalkboard because that was a thing then. Mm hmm. Why is the sheriff allowing Dewey and Gale into this whole thing? They should not be. These are the worst cops ever, Mike. <laughs> exactly. This they is should what I'm not have at. any involvement in any of this. But they crack the case because they <laughs> notice that these three names are the names of the first three victims in the sure first movie. The case. I don't Gale think cracks the up. case. Wrap it up, boys. Yeah, that's what I mean. They didn't crack the case. They did figure something out, and that mm-hmm. helps the cops. But they didn't. Just, they didn't find who the murderer was yet. But they do figure out that there's a pattern, and that yes, it yes. is a serial killer. Well, and copycat, right? It's right. a copycat mm-hmm. serial Looks killer like you because got a copycat uh, on the your names hands. of the people are similar to the names of the victims of the first movie. Um, so now Sydney is trying to werewolf Jerry, and if you've listened to our American Werewolf in Paris episode, you know that this is a technique Mikey uses when it's too dangerous to keep dating you. <laughs> yeah, and Sydney is like, you've already been hurt once. I don't want you to get hurt anymore. Right. I need a little space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. Woo. I've hurt you once before. I gotta mm-hmm. go, oh! Yep, yeah. and that's this how is, it works. Woof, woof. And this is the first time <laughs> that she tries to break up with him like this. But so what he asks is, are you trying to break up with me to protect me, or do you think I'm actually the killer? And to be fair, that's a, a thing that I would be afraid of if I were Sydney too, because her last boyfriend tried to kill her. Yeah, and, and he definitely seems like he's the killer. Exactly. Yeah, he so takes she's, a, yeah, she's like, little column A, little column B. Right. Yeah, it could be both. He yeah. takes a lot more showers than the first boyfriend, and I think that might be what she was into, but, you know, <laughs> a little too close. Yeah, to the first boyfriend was real greasy. So now Gail and Dewey are talking. We figure out why he's mad, because he starts quoting her book back to her about all the shit that she but wrote But, like, about in a him. really, like, bitchy moany way uh, page 42 yeah he oozes a newbieism or whatever it was right. newbieism i don't know <laughs> i just said something but yeah it's sort of like that yeah his unprofessionalism or mm-hmm. whatever i only said oozes. inexperience yeah it's, inexperience yeah. i only said oozes because at the end of the scene he's like i'm gonna go ooze somewhere else mm-hmm. and i was like that's not what you say to anybody that's yeah. not Mikey, <laughs> Mikey, even if you were about to go ooze somewhere else, you would not bring that up in a casual conversation. Keep it to yourself. Not a casual conversation. Not even a podcast conversation, Mikey. <laughs> Never again. Lock it up. A yeah. formal conversation. Dewey says this sentence that I'm sure took so many takes to try to get it out. And he's saying, maybe my ineptitude and blah, blah, blah is actually covert skills oh my for God. my... And I can't say it because it's so many words together and he gets it out, but you can tell he's just dying to take a breath by the end of that sentence. Yeah. And it just makes me love him. It's more or less that maybe I pretend to be dumb to make everyone's expectations lower and that mm-hmm. way I can manipulate them into doing what I want, which is what something as someone who is just stupid enough to not understand what's going on around them would say to make you feel like they're smarter than they actually are. Yeah, and vote for them. I don't know. I like setting yeah. people's expectations low and then just surprising them. Well, and I think... And then we- never calling them again? Yeah. Said hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think with Dewey, there's a little bit of column A and a little column B in there. Like, I think he is a little doofy, but I also think that he kind of leans in. He- He's got a heart of gold, man. I love him. You can have a heart of gold and still be real dumb. That's I don't true. think Doofy's a bad dude. I think he's not very smart. Did you call him Doofy or Doobie? What's his real name? Dewey. I said Doofy. Oh, it's Dewey? <laughs> it's Dewey. My bad. It's not Doofy until Scary Movie. My bad. Now, Debbie shows up again and starts talking shit about Dewey, and maybe Dewey actually is the killer, and that's when Gail gets all mama bear and's like, don't talk shit about Dewey. He's mine. I mean, yeah, more or less. Yeah. I mean, she's super into Dewey for some reason. I don't get it. He's sweet. 
I mean, I don't get it in real life because they were married for a while. They right? were, yeah. I don't get it, man. <laughs> no, his mustache is as bad as Josh Hartnett's hair in the faculty. Watch it. No, Careful. it's the Careful. worst. It is so bad. <laughs> Josh Hartnett's hair in the faculty looks like a bird's nest. Um, And so now Debbie is advancing the theory that, well, maybe, I mean, the killer is from Woodsboro, so maybe it is Dewey. So now we've got the cafeteria scene, and I really like this part of the movie. Yeah, I didn't hate it. Um, And so Mickey is saying they should look into Randy, and he might be the killer. And everyone's sitting down at a table, and we've got Hallie, Sidney, Mickey, who's Timothy Oliphant. And then Jerry O'Connell sits down and Sydney was like, oh, I, broke up with you. I just told you I wanted space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, he is sitting at the other side of the table. Giving her space, Mikey. Mm-hmm. He's giving her plenty of space. Three at least feet. two or three yeah. feet. Right. <laughs> and Timothy Oliphant's asking him what's wrong. And he says, I woke up with this feeling I didn't know how to deal with. And they start singing, I think I love you. And it's so sweet. And I love it. I thought this part was interesting it's like going to karaoke with mikey because mikey <laughs> also can't sing great but man does he put on a good show yeah, he commits i believe in it you yeah. Know? yeah and that's what makes it work mikey don't you do the top gun song oh, he yeah. does i was about to say I fun do. fact <laughs> yeah. mikey does the top gun song but this is not the top this, gun song this it's is not, another one yeah i do she's lost that love and feel yes yeah but that's what tell me Alphonse says it's like that scene in top gun it's just using a different song it is yeah. and it's dumb like there's no reason to do this no this is not 10 things i hate about you you. She's not Julia Stiles. <laughs> you are no Heath Ledger. What are we doing? Stop it. You know, I don't know a lot about women. But no, really? I mm. do know <laughs> that to win someone back, public humiliation, not the way to go. Man. Is it just to stand in their driveway with a boom box? <laughs> yes. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No, dude, this totally would have worked for me. Although, here's the thing. It depends on who the guy is. Because yeah, if it's I a mean, guy you don't like, it's super creepy. This would have worked for you if it was Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. This would not have worked for you if yeah, it was Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, or if it was me. True. Like, I climb on top of the table and everybody would be like, ooh. They all clap at the end. They stuff. do. It's sweet. It's that like the Forrest Gump kiss. But it's really sweet. And he gets up on the table and they start clapping. And it's this big. It's, it reminds me of the Forrest Gump scene where they walk into the, the reflecting pool and kiss. And it's really sweet. And he gives him his letters. Which is significant because you're not supposed to do that, apparently. I didn't know that either, I didn't but know whatever. That was a, yeah, well, I knew it was a rule from this movie and yeah, from... Yeah. Don't have, give your fraternity letters to a girl. Is that real, Mikey? I don't know. I mean, that's in this movie. In like, the movie that's what they said in this movie. The scene definitely happened, yeah. 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 I do like that necklace, though. I do like this necklace, too, because it saves her life later. It does. It's a the, weapon. We, it's not a weapon. <laughs> this That pendant weighs under an ounce, and it will get there. It's sharp. It's not the size of the pendant, Todd. It's how you swing it around. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> All right. Oh, and he gets some dollars in his pocket. And this is when Todd suspected in the speculation zone that Derek and the cult podcast that Derek and Mikey are the killers and that this was some elaborate distraction because Timothy Oliphant's getting up and like egging this whole thing on. Yeah. He's a good wingman. He is. But a good he wingman. also might be a good like wingman serial killer. Yeah. Well, because Don't kill people, guys. No promises. But <laughs> the reason I thought that is because there are two cops following Sydney around at all times. Right. And I thought that they were creating a distraction so they could maybe mm. plant something on the cops or whatever. While everyone was looking at Jerry O'Connell. Maybe there's a tracking device in those letters. That's what I was saying. But it never comes back. Like, none of that ever makes a difference. But, yeah, you did suspect at this point that Derek and Mickey were the killers. And that would make sense because they are the equivalent of the characters in the movie who were the killers the last time. Yeah, and honestly, they might be the killers in this. Right. We know Timothy Oliphant is. Yes. And he says that Jerry O'Connell is. And Jerry O'Connell says, no, I'm not. 
but he has no proof to back that up. Right. So he very well could have been. Like an hour. And Timothy Oliphant shot him to shoot. Yeah, you gotta back that up. So now we. This is the other cafeteria scene, but not quite yet because playing on at the cafeteria is Tori Spelling on some kind of Hollywood to Hollywood Access interview. Yeah, and they're talking about the movie that they're in. Right. And it's showing scenes from that movie. And I love how dumb and hilarious it is because they're, the dialogue is like 15% more stupid. Um, <laughs> Which is real dumb. <laughs> Luke Wilson is basically playing the doofy version of Billy. Like his hair's all in his face. And he's like saying, yeah, man. And so in the first movie, um, Nev Campbell had talked to, or somebody had talked about Tori Spelling playing her. So it was fun that they got like these actors onto it too. And we find out that David Schwimmer played Dewey in the movie, although we don't ever see that. Yeah, I mean, and they make a, a reference to Jennifer Aniston too, but right. you don't ever see mm-hmm. that either. Yeah, and that's all part of the kind of the meta aspect of Scream in general. It is very meta, which mm-hmm. I think is funny. I, I like that I part do of too, it. Yeah. and it really is not that dated either, you know? I mean, maybe yeah, those jokes like, pretty much killed it, yeah. Um, and so so now we get the rules of the sequel. Yeah, and we get those from Jamie Kennedy, mm-hmm. and then we and he's talking to Dewey, right? Yes, and the rules are the body count is bigger, the death scenes are bigger, and if and you more gory, yes, more yeah. gory. And if you want your sequel to become a franchise, never ever. And then Dewey cuts him off and says, "I don't need to hear the rules of that. Yeah, that won't be important at all." Um, and now they're talking about <laughs> who they suspect. How many screams are there now? <laughs> yeah, they're four. four? Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a franchise. It is a franchise. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. it worked. Now we're talking about who they suspect. And they say, we suspect Derek, who is Jerry O'Connell. And Todd was like, yep, you're right. Yep, definitely Jerry O'Connell. Definitely Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Um, but if Mickey is a suspect, then Randy is too. So let's move on. And then Dewey says, maybe Randy is a suspect. Um, but then so is Dewey. And so basically they're all suspects. Yeah. Maybe Hallie is a suspect. And maybe it's Gail. And Dewey's like, oh, no. Then his mama bear comes out. And he's like, no, it would never be Gail. She'd never be a killer. Wouldn't it be a papa bear? See, I feel like some, bear, this yeah, part of the movie doesn't work. Like, we're all suspects. Well, they are all They suspects. are all suspects, But it doesn't seem to work too well. Well, and yeah. they could have all been the killers at this point in the movie. I, I liked it, though. I thought it was a fun little scene. I like this scene just because... Mm-hmm. It is Jamie Kennedy doing another rules scene. Mm-hmm. And I loved the first rules scene in the first screen. I did too. And I like this one too. They reprise it real well. I think so too. Yeah. Um, so now Sydney is talking to the director of her play and she's doing what any therapist oh would have told God. her to do. Please don't be in the super triggering play. What'd you call it? Triggered the musical? Yeah, triggered <laughs> the musical. Yeah. She's just trying to quit, right? Yeah. And then the director is like, I thought you were a fighter. Mm-hmm. And makes her say I'm a fighter five times. Fuck you, director. I'll say that if I want to. He should have said you're a fighter and then not made her do the play. And I think it would have been fine. Right. Me too. Sure. That's what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. Saying, the play was real bad. Is it a real play? Um, it's a real myth. I don't know if it's a real play okay. or not. But yeah, but Cassandra is, is a figure from Greek mythology. Yeah, so she says, I'm a fighter three times. And it, then Beetlejuice appears behind her and proves her wrong. <laughs> no, it's uh, Christian Bale from the movie The Fighter. Oh. Uh, no, <laughs> but I mean, she says it three times and then cut to her on stage wearing mm-hmm. this like costume. Right. It looks like a Greek type myth play. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. And she's like, you see all the set decorations, which will come back later mm-hmm. for some insane for reason. Fun. And you see them waiting, doing the thunder machine, the smoke mm-hmm. machine. And then there's the background dancers who yes. all have fake knives and and, and look like masks. a Greek version of Ghostface. Yeah, they're like stone knives. Yeah, but yeah. So she, of course she's scared. Yeah, yeah and she, she either mm-hmm. hallucinates or actually sees Ghostface. Yes, either like, one would be reasonable. Sure. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think it. it was a hallucination, but she yeah. was like completely terrified. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and it could have been a hallucination. Been. 
Yeah, she has every right to be. Yeah. Anyway, they stop the play and look at her because she, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? She is right. screaming. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've got PTSD and this is very triggering. Yeah. Back the fuck off. Yeah. As they, everyone takes their mask off to look uh-huh. at there, the two sorority sisters, and I forget their name in the movie, but it's Portia and Rebecca, and they're like, you know, just they're like, oh my God, are you okay? Uh-huh. I don't think they're bad people. No, I, I don't think, think so Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just sorority kind of sisters. Sorority yeah. sisters right. yeah. And so she runs backstage to have some alone time so she can collect herself, and then surprise, Jerry's there conveniently. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Because he's in on it, guys. He switched shifts with Mickey. Mickey was supposed to be her escort, her sober sister, if you will. Yeah. But Mickey switched jobs with and Jerry. And Mickey is who? Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, who yes. is the killer. He is the and killer. And is working with Jerry O'Connell. Mm. I swear he is. Like, it, And so this time she for real werewolves him. She's like, no, we need to break up. I need to be alone right now. I need now. space. I think sure. you might be a I don't killer. Like to see, yeah, because she's like, I'm scared. I need space. Mm. And he's like. So I'm just supposed to like handle this okay? I mean, I honestly he, think he sort of does. Yeah, he does. Well, he and asked he, the question, which is kind of snarky. Hey, sure, but look, yeah, but then he does. If you're going to date the victim of a traumatic incident, you need to understand that things like this are going to come up and you've got to be understanding about this yeah. or date somebody who doesn't have these issues in their recent past. Not that there's anything wrong with those kind of people, but if you're in a relationship with somebody like that, you need to be understanding of it. it but is. he does give her space. Like, he's not a douche the rest of the movie about like... He's not. You yeah. know, he's not all up in her shit. He just gives her space. Right, he does. And, and that's why also he's because guy. he's trying to kill her. So it, it's what, it's what <laughs> True. it is. So now Gail is talking to Randy and Dewey outside on the quad and cameraman dude is behind them just thinking about donuts. Loving that cameraman. Right. I love and, that cameraman. And so now cameraman is going to get some coffee. Yeah, well, he goes and gets coffee and donuts. He's like, this is dumb. Your last cameraman died in a situation very like this. Yeah. I'm going to go. Get coffee and donuts. I'm out. Does he do that right now or does he wait till after someone's murdered in the video? He does it right now. He does it right now because this is when they get the call Mm -hmm. and uh, Jamie Kennedy is like walking around the quad and they're like going around the outside of the quad trying to find people on a cell phone. Yeah, the killer's taunting them. Right. I can see y'all. Yeah, yeah. So they know it's somebody who is within their eyesight who has a phone. So they just go and like accost people on phones. Yeah. Jamie Kennedy is like, Attacking people who have cell phones, not attacking them, but like mm-hmm. walking up to them, grabbing the phone, and, then and they split up. Yeah, they yeah. do. Oh, because, big mistake. Because Randy's trying to keep him on the phone. Holy shit! When um, uh, Courtney Cox walks up to that guy who's like on a lower level, yeah. and then Deputy Dewey, Dewey, Dewey like <laughs> limp jumps onto his back yeah. from the upper level. That shit was hilarious. Maybe he just fell, and it was a happy coincidence <laughs> that a guy he was after was like, oh my god, oh my god. Hey, then, are you the killer? No, okay, then my bad. This is an awkward mistake. Exactly. Now, I meant to do it the whole time, though, because maybe that's how I throw you off the scent of my stupidity. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm playing 4D chess over here. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, Randy starts talking shit about Billy. He says his favorite movie is Showgirls. <laughs> and, which I thought yeah. was kind of funny. I thought it was pretty funny too because it is a horror film. Now Randy starts talking shit about Billy, which will become significant in later on in the film. And Randy's by himself. He's by himself, and he goes to try to accost somebody on a phone. Let me say Billy Loomis, the uh, killer from the first movie. Yes, right. Yes. That's why that's it's important. Who right. And so he runs over and tries to grab the phone of someone who's right next to the news van. Yeah. yeah. And turns his back to the news van, and then surprise, Ghostface was in the news van the whole time because maybe he was the cameraman, although it turns out he wasn't. He wasn't. But he grabs um, Randy and pulls him into the news van and starts stabbing him, and it's really sad because Randy's dead. Yep. So is uh, Jamie Kennedy's career after this. So now. Now we see Sydney in the library and bing, she's got mail and her computer freezes and she's got an instant message from someone in the library because all the computers are hooked. And it, yeah, says, it just says, how's your failing bookstore doing? 
and it pans up and you see Tom Hanks over mm-hmm. there. He's like counting his money with a <laughs> smart mail. Yes, I got joke. it. I got it. <laughs> ah. But yeah, so it says you're going to die tonight. Uh-huh. Still and Tom Hanks sends it though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, fun fact. Tom Hanks is really a serial killer. So then she calls over her two uh, police escorts and then it immediately says the police can't save you. And then she gets dragged off and put in a hallway yeah. where she could easily have gotten murdered or exactly. taken or whatever. These- Police officers are the worst. Yeah. And this is where Cotton comes up and like starts to harass her yeah. about we can be on Diane Sawyer. Ten exactly. grand a piece. Mm-hmm. Do it. I need the money in the limelight. Yeah. He, he raises his voice and then the cops are like, oh, we left that lady back there. <laughs> right. And blocking her from like yeah. leaving. Right. right. Very we had aggressive one job. behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he cop, she says yeah. no. He yells and the cops show up, put him in cuffs. He's like, mm-hmm. you're under arrest. Yeah. Let's take him downtown, boys. Yeah. Campus. <laughs> They take him to the police station. So now Debbie is interviewing Gail, and Gail turns around and says one of my favorite lines in the movie. She says, look, local woman. And I think I may have turned to Mikey and said, look, local Mikey. Yep. Right after you did. She it was that. hilarious. It was really funny. <laughs> and she starts yelling. She's like, back off me. This is when the cameraman quits. And he's ah. got, my vest is too big now. I can't work yeah. for you anymore. I have too many pockets on this vest right. to work for someone who's going to get me murdered. Exactly. And his van's now a crime scene. He's got to take a cab. He does get into a cab in this he scene. He does. He does. <laughs> yeah. He's got to get home somehow. He doesn't live on that campus. Gail and Dewey now have their touching moment. And so he's got all this footage that he dropped off. Yeah, because he's, you know, he's cameraman. Right. He has all these VHS tapes. And he quit, so he doesn't need him anymore. So he gives him right. to Gail. Mm-hmm. And then Gail and Dewey are like, oh, the tapes. Yeah. He's probably in the background of them because he's watching us. That's what Gail said. Dewey yeah. was like, oh, let's just make a tape. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, let's find a quiet place in maybe the film school and make a tape. See, that's how he's playing that 4D chess. I get it. He's getting that 4D on. He's that. lowering her expectations. So when they get in the film school, he can get mounted on the, the teacher's podium. Well, and. By his own theory, it worked. Yeah, it worked. It did. By his own theory, though, he has said that the killer is probably someone already in Sydney's life. So it wouldn't be someone who's like Looky Lou showing up in the crowd footage. It would be somebody who's with Mm -hmm. Sydney. Yeah, I think he just wants to go get some 4D in his. um, I think he wants to go 4D Courtney Cox for sure. Yeah. All right. So now they do go in the film school and they have their little meet cute forehead bump and it's real sweet. And the Dewey music starts playing and they make up kind of. And they're like, I really am sorry for saying all that shit. I really do have a cold storage shed where a heart should be. And, you know, I just my priority was on being famous and I didn't care who I hurt. And she like actually apologizes and then they kiss and then she mounts him on a desk like you guys were just talking about yeah and they get real handsy real quick yeah Yeah. there's one point where they hear a disturbance and look up and his hands are just on her boob and they don't even really notice for a minute well what they hear is footage that only the killer would have. Yeah. Right. And this is the well, moment like where... on I, the TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this through is, bushes. Yeah, this is the moment where I knew it was Timothy Oliphant. Yes, because... It definitely is. It, he's the only person you see with a camera. Exactly. Yeah, it definitely telegraphs it. We see Ghostface up in the control room. Yeah, right. he's projecting the, the his footage the down there. The projecting room. Yeah, and this is when... That's when Courtney Cox looks up uh-huh. and Deputy Dewey's still, like, cupping that boob. Yeah. And she's like... Dewey. There's nothing wrong with that. Dewey. I'm not knocking it. No, Dewey. I mean, yeah. Get your hand on my boob. And he yeah. does. Hey, we got more things to worry about. He's a gentleman. He is. And so they're right. Ru- I kind of lost the thread of where they were running okay, and how so, all this so happened. So they see him up in the projection and Dewey takes off ridiculous. running up there. This is ridiculous. What's with Dewey going to do when he gets up there? Th- there? No one has a weapon. They he falls been... down the stairs immediately. <laughs> At the very least, that dude, Ghostface, has a knife. <laughs> you know how I know there are two killers in this? Oh. 
because Ghostface is up at the top in the control tower or whatever mm-hmm. of this. Dewey runs up there. He's gone. Yeah. The only way into that room is down the steps. Dewey just went up and there are two aisles, right? Courtney Cox is on the stage. She can clearly see those steps. And then the killer's behind the podium. There's yeah. no way he could have gone from up there to behind the podium. There right. has to be two killers, one of which is Jerry O'Connell. Guys, deal with it. Was the killer on roller skates, though? He's always on roller skates. That's <laughs> true, a ridiculous true. question. Are, guys, the point is, Dewey falls down the stairs. He does oh, yeah. fall Dewey down the stairs. Dewey turns around and he's like, hey, there's no... And then, oh, yeah, he pops up behind Courtney Cox, the killer, the coast face killer. Mm, yeah. yeah. And then so Dewey's like, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, that, that is man? a line of dialogue in this movie. <laughs> All right. Personified by Mikey. And so she's running out into the hallway and she goes into a dark room. And now and Never she just goes through. Room. Yeah, for real. But it works out for her, though. She goes into a series of rooms. Not for Dewey. No, not well, for Dewey. I think Dewey was like, do I want to commit? Do we want to? Do, do we want to commit? Do we want to do this? <laughs> so she runs into the studio, which is like a, a recording uh-huh. studio. And there yeah. are like sound baffles all around. I learned a fun word from Todd that sound baffles sound are a thing. Baffles, yeah. Todd Those, baffles me all the time. I know, man. In lots of different ways. Those white, big ones. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded weird, but it didn't mean it weird. I meant it insultingly, but. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. But no, those, so those weird white things that are like real contour that she keeps hiding behind. Their texture. That's yeah. the word. Those are sound baffles. They're sound baffles. They stop the sound from bouncing directly back. Would you say they baffle the sound? Yeah, they ah. confuse it, confound it. Confound it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so she's like weaving through these sound baffles and Ghostface is trying to find her through them. And then she goes into a like what looked like a pretty big vocal booth mm-hmm. off of the control room. I used to be a recording professional, guys. That's why I'm I work in an audio And Dewey studio. is like looking for her in there too. And he's in the control room and then sort of sees her, right? Mm-hmm. And then starts beating on the glass and it's yeah. soundproof. So you can't mm-hmm. do that. I mean, that's legit. Like you can beat on the glass because it's double pained. Uh-huh. Just a moment. He was it like, just won't go there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I want to commit to Gil. She eventually does turn around she and does, see yeah. that ghost face is murdering Dewey. Yeah. And we or see. Or trying to. Dewey's yeah. like giving up because he's like, I don't want to commit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Honestly, yeah. he does play dead, which is what saves his he life. He does. Yeah. Yeah, so he gets stabbed a bunch from behind, just like in the first one. And Gail sees it in his face. Like, she's got her face right up against the glass across from his, and he's got blood all over it, and he's just going to the floor. Anyway, so she watches him get stabbed. And it's really sad. It is. Yeah. Aww. Oh, and um, I have a quick question. You yep. guys have seen the third movie, right? Yep. I don't remember. Is Dewey in it? Yes. Does he have a limp? I don't remember. I don't remember. Here's why I ask. If he doesn't have a limp, Jerry O'Connell's definitely in on. He's a medical professional. Oh. He was in pre-med, probably going to be a surgeon, and he fixed his back. Mm. <laughs> I thought he just got kicked by a mule so his back went cross, <laughs> and then he fell down a well so his back got cro- uh, that crossed again. That, that could be it, <laughs> yeah. too. I love Christmas stories. I, I mean, do, Christmas it's so vacation. good. So Courtney Cox, uh, like, recoils into the corner and starts crying. Right. And then... The killer starts to run into her, the room she's in, mm-hmm. and she pushes pushes a shelf over that blocks uh-huh. the door, and he still swings at her but misses a bunch. Right. She takes her eye off the ball, man, and there yeah. he goes. Mistake. Mm-hmm. Never take your eye off the ball, ladies. Yeah. How yeah. does she get out of that room, though, Jen? Um, He just leaves, and oh, then okay, the coast is enough. clear, so she leaves. Yeah, okay. Um, So now Hallie and Sydney and Jerry O'Connell are with the cops, and they are doing what Mikey suggested they do at the beginning of the movie, and they're just getting the fuck out of town. Yes. And Jerry O'Connell's not going, but, she's, but he says... 
this is all over. I'll still be here waiting for you to kill you. He doesn't say the kill you part. He doesn't. But he's definitely in on it, Mike. No, he's romantic. He is romantic, yeah. But he does say, (laughs) I'll be here waiting for you. Mm -hmm. You know, wherever you go. I understand why you need to leave, but I'll be here for you when you get back. And please check out Sliders. So now we see um, a menacing figure down the sidewalk, and it turns out it's all of his frat brothers wearing the costumes from the The play, the Greek play or whatever, yeah. Yeah. And And they snatch up Jerry O'Connell and they're like, shouldn't have given it your numbers, bro. Mm -hmm. Letters. Sorry, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) It's whatever. And then the two sorority sisters and one other girl are like the only three girls that got invited to this party, and they just run following the guys giggling all the way. You say party, but what you mean is kidnapping. True. Yeah, yeah. And destruction of the play scenery the night before opening night. He deserves it. The, the drama teacher. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he's a dick. But yeah, they him. tie Jerry O'Connell to the sun. Mm-hmm. And they're like and they pouring beer all over Getting him. his penis drunk. They're pouring <laughs> beer <laughs> down are, his are, pants. They are pouring uh, beer. It's ridiculous. Pants. And he's just like, oh, that's cold. That's cold. That's mm-hmm. cold. Which is what I would say if people could see my penis. But I mean, it's like, it is what it is. Like, I don't know. Guys, guys, it's real cold. It's very cold here. I'm a grower. <laughs> Hoist me up. And so now cops are driving Hallie and Sydney away. Yeah, they're trying to get out of the Dodge. But two cops from earlier who are completely incompetent. The they're terrible because Ghostface Killer somehow comes out of nowhere and punches through the glass and immediately kills one of them. Which is like a bold move. For Do you know how hard it is yeah, to break glass? Even if it's not bulletproof, which I I will say there it may not have been bulletproof. Cop cars are not bulletproof. That's fine. Class. I get it. Yeah, like, but it's so hard to break yeah. a, a window. And then like, then it's over because like, if you punch it once, you got two armed dudes in the car. Oh, right. were they armed? Because you never see them even reach for their. Oh, gun. you see them reach for the gun. Their guns were in their belt. I think they forgot to put the little button. Oh no, because the guy the rides on the car aiming at him but never firing. Maybe they forgot to load. Ridiculous. Well, so anyway, somehow he kills the cop out of the driver's seat and gets into the driver's seat, and then we got to hop on top of the front. Car. Yeah, you're gonna get hop-ons, man. You are gonna get hop-ons. Oh, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, we were yelling shoot him at the TV like Jada Pinkett was watching this movie with us. We were like, shoot oh, him, yeah. <laughs> shoot him now. Yeah, he just needed Ving Rhames to show him how to use his gun, though. The safety was on. My yeah, son. I wouldn't be surprised. These cops are terrible. They oh, are. Man. So he gets hopped on to death because the car just hops on all over the place, like crashes into a billion things, and then smashes him into the truck from Final Destination Two. I was gonna make it's, that reference. Oh, where are and you I've nice? never seen that movie, but I know that You've part. Just seen, yeah. Because the poles are in the trailer. And yeah. It, yeah. And a little bit of descent, too. And smashes the pole right through his forehead. Oh, man. And it go, the pole goes all the way through his forehead, mm-hmm. through the windshield, through the back grate where yes. the two girls are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sydney looks into the pole and was like, no, I don't see any good ideas in there. No, there's right. no brains. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They had no brains. And she, she even shot goes, him. She goes to the mouth of the pole and she goes, hello. Well, that's my joke. That's I know. What I stole it. Because <laughs> they were trapped and they were trying to figure out how to get out. Yeah, so that? Sydney and Hallie are in the back seat yeah. and they peel back the grate between mm-hmm. where the cops drive and the perp sits, right? Yes. And Sydney sneaks out mm-hmm. and then is like, oh, I'm going to reveal who he is. Yeah. And then at this last second, she honks the horn and it scares him. Mm-hmm. But because he's like passed out because they were in a car accident right right? concussion the one thing they don't do that drives me insane and mikey we were bitching about this during the movie yes they were no one looks for the knife or take the mask off after you honk the horn because he didn't wake up i think this is a really tense scene and i can understand they just want to get the fuck out of there because if they take the mask off and then wake him up it doesn't matter if they know who he is because now he's awake and he's got a knife and he's gonna kill you also take the knife while he's asleep Kill him, then take his mask yeah, off. Yeah, that's another option. Why wait? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? Get the knife. Fair point. 
doesn't bother me. Bothers the shit out yeah, of me. It bothers me. I think this is a really tense scene. It is really tense. Mm-hmm. I will give you that. Yeah. But it drove me insane that she didn't try and kill him. Well, and so she gets out of the car. She and climbs then over she him. She climbs over him, That's yeah. what's real tense about it. And what I expected was for him to wake up while Hallie was and climbing out the window. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't happen. No, but yeah. But she's not in the clear <laughs> yet. And so they run down the lane, and now Sydney's like, oh, hold on. I gotta find out. I gotta know. Now that she's given him enough time to get away i want to know who he is so while sydney is going to see if she can find out who it is mm-hmm. she goes to the car he's gone and hallie's like who is it yeah and then out of nowhere boom she gets stabbed because she's standing right next to a thing that somebody could easily hide behind yeah so if sydney had just run down the lane like hallie wanted instead of going back hallie would survive or you yep. guys just stuck together yeah. yeah. We cut back to Gail, and Gail has just walked out from seeing Dewey get um, murdered. And this is where she bumps into she Cotton, bumps right? Into Cotton. Cotton's got blood all over his He's hands. He's got blood all yeah, over his Yeah, she's like, Cotton, where'd you go? Where'd you come from? Where'd you yeah. go? Yeah. He goes, You can call me Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and so Cotton's saying, No, no, no. I really, I just found Dewey, and it's fine. I tried to save him. Yeah, yeah. I didn't murder him. And definitely in all fairness, not. Dewey Maybe he did. Maybe yeah. he did first aid. In all fairness, yeah. Dewey survives. He does. So, he may have saved his life by going in there and performing whatever compression, what triage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he very likely saved his life. I think he did too. He left him. Cotton is a hero. <laughs> I mean, he kind of is the hero, yeah. one of the heroes of this movie. Gail runs away and finds Debbie and just jerks the payphone out of her hand and starts yelling, "Shit, Cotton is the killer!" Debbie knows that's not true. Though. Well, but we don't know that Debbie knows it's not true. We don't yet, know right? that Debbie knows that they know that. Yeah, we know but yet. Debbie knows that we don't know that she does know that they don't know. Exactly, but Who Gail doesn't knows? know that Debbie knows that Gail knows that Dewey knows that Timothy Oliphant actually knows that they know that they know. Well, and Jerry O'Connell. And Jerry O. Who was she on the phone with? We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, that was amazing. All right. All right. And so now it's opening night of the play. I'm making a joke because it's not actually the opening night of the play. It's Uh, they've turned all the music on like it, like the play is starting. And by they, you mean Timothy Oliphant and Jerry O'Connell? Timothy Oliphant. It definitely is Timothy Oliphant because Jerry O'Connell is strung up at this Exactly. Point. He's still tied to the sun. He's the day man. He's the fighter of the night man. Yeah. Master oh! of karate and friendship yeah. for everyone. Yes. So now Sydney runs onto the stage for some reason and there's a spotlight on her and she says, what do you want from me? She actually doesn't say that, but I don't know why she's on the stage. She says something and then he goes, I'm right here. I don't know, man. I did not love this end sequence that much. I'm just not sure why nope. she went here. Well, because the music, the music is why she oh, went there, she but I don't understand. Yeah. But like, why is she alone at this point? Because everybody does, else is dead. Yeah. But why, why go? Why not just run out go of to town? Like what, yeah, like, what are you doing? Oh, but yeah, I don't know why she was in there to your point, but yeah. she does go. She's drawn by the music in there. Like I know yeah. why she was, but I would never have gone there. And I don't care because I do really like the end sequence of this, but mm. I understand why it bugs you guys. Yeah. So now Jerry drops down and he's tied to the sun and he's like, oh, I thought I was going to be up there till opening night, which is. Like in five hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she's trying to untie him. And then we see Ghostface sneaking up and we hear him stop using his ghost facey voice. We find out that, surprise, surprise, one of the killers is Mickey. 
Yeah, Timothy Oliphant. Yes. And he is talking to Derek like Derek is also the killer. And Todd has theories, but Derek denies it throughout the rest of his Derek life. Derek is Jerry O'Connell. Yes. definitely in on it. But I, don't I don't know. I is. think he definitely is. But, but I mean, there is no evidence to suggest either way. I, I right. think it's a play in the first movie where like, you're supposed to believe he's in on it. Well, and there's a moment when Randy and Matthew Lillard are trying to convince Sydney that the other one is the killer. Yes. And so she says, fuck you both and just shuts the door on him. And that's what this moment reminded me of. Because Jerry O'Connell's trying to get her to untie him so he cannot die. And she won't because she's afraid he might be the killer because of trauma. And so eventually she doesn't untie him. And then Timothy Oliphant just shoots him in the chest. Yeah, but to shut him up. So now Mickey gives his murderer speech. Murderologue. Murderologue. Yeah, yeah, it's, like yeah. A, it's like a monologue for murderers. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, and so he's saying that <laughs> Billy, she's saying Billy was a sick fuck. And he was saying, no, Billy wanted to try to get away with it. Mickey wants to get caught and he's going to blame the movies. And these days it's all about the trial. And Bob Dole's probably going to defend him and that he's an innocent victim. And so this is his whole strategy. He wants to be famous for getting away with murder because of the movies made him do it. He's just insane. Yeah, right? he is. Yeah, he's like, and Sydney says that. She's like, you're just psychotic. Right. Well, and his accomplice says that too. He's like, there are like 90 active serial killers on the way up and I just happened to grab one and convince him to like do my bidding for me. Yep. Because now... They found wait, him online. Yeah. In the serial killer <laughs> chat room. In the early days of the <laughs> incel boards. ASVL? Age, sex, victim location? Oh, sorry. Uh, I thought V stood for virgin. My bad. Oh, no. I mean, that's a different chat, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, so she's fighting with Mickey, and I think this is when she, like, smashes his face against a post, and she ends up taking the letters that Derek gave him. I hated this. Because that wouldn't hurt. It would bounce off your forehead, and you'd be like, what was that? She did have a good line, because they are talking about Billy and, like, his motives, and she's like, one thing you didn't know about Billy... I fucking killed him. And then she slashes him with a necklace. And so she fights him a bunch, but then he gets the gun back on her again, says she's got a whole Linda Hamilton thing going, which highest compliment. Okay, and so then he says, well, I do have a partner. Ha ha. And And it's Mrs. Voorhees. Well, it actually... Yeah, it no, is it Mrs. Is. Voorhees. And yeah. do, doesn't he talk earlier about how Mrs. Voorhees was a serial killer and she was right. a woman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's him who says that, right? It might have been. Randy. I think it's Randy. I yeah, can't yeah. remember who it was, but it was brought up. But in the Randy movie. and Mickey are basically the same character, except one's the killer and one's the victim. But so he says, "Well, here's my new partner." Ha ha! And we see Gail walk through the door, and you might be thinking, like, <gasps> "But she says, no, 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 it wasn't me." And then Mrs. Loomis slash yeah. Mrs. Voorhees slash Lori Metcalf. Which took me a second because I was like, "Well, why does she want to kill everybody?" Yeah, because I was like, she's just a reporter. What is she yeah. doing? God, for everybody the story? explains all their motivations but, in oh, nauseam detail. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's like and, an 80s Batman cartoon <laughs> yeah. from here on out. Hold on, yeah. Mr. Bond. And so her exactly. motivation. Yeah. So her motivation is, though, that she's Billy's mother. Yep. Cut Didn't to. Billy's mom like take off? Took off 60 pounds. <laughs> but that's why Gail didn't recognize her because Gail had to have seen pictures of her probably yeah. in, in, in I'm investigating sure. this Absolutely. but didn't recognize her and she is like the financial backer because college isn't free and it costs you a billion dollars uh, she's like oh why are you going to do the court thing and he's like she's like we're not going to do that so yeah. she just she, kills uh, she kills Timothy Mickey yeah, yeah. yeah well she shoots Timothy Oliphant it doesn't kill him right because we got to have the jump scare at the end but right. you do think he's dead he drops his gun mm. and then Sydney runs backstage and starts uh-huh. attacking the Miss Voorhees character mm-hmm. with the stage oh, yeah uh, oh, uh, Timothy Oliphant accidentally shoots Gail oh, Weathers she, and she falls into the orchestra that's pit. right yes. so mm-hmm. so Courtney Cox has been shot in that stomach so she's out she's out for the rest of the fight yes well, and Mrs. Loomis is saying Mickey's whole motivation was just stupid. I just want to kill you out of revenge because you killed my son. Right. And they have their little argument like your mom slept with my husband and 
She said, well, you like, killed why do all I my have friends. To do with that? Yeah, exactly. Like, whatever. I didn't like, your do son it. tried to kill me. Exactly. Yeah. It was so self-defense. You. Yeah. 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 You're a terrible mom. So she goes, right. so Sydney goes backstage and starts mm-hmm. like cutting the um, things that are holding up the lights and it's just trying to kill her with, with, with the ideas. stage. No, no, it was so dumb. weird. Oh, no, I liked it. I know. Uh, and she did the thunder noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for scariness. Dumb. This is for ambiance. It was so, and she turned on the smoke machine. Yes. Oh, my God. She's just trying to disorient. Her. So then she fu- she takes a fire axe, starts cutting these lights down. Yes. One knocks her over, but then she like starts climbing the styrofoam wall, and she cuts another thing, and the styrofoam wall falls on and her, crushes her. Oh. Like that's gonna hurt. It's a shitload of styrofoam. Well, and so she ends up it's gonna sit- hurt the environment. It is gonna hurt the environment, <laughs> what is she, man. A sea turtle. <laughs> so Mrs. Loomis is on top of Sydney, trying to get her, and Sydney's trying to reach for the gun, and they're trying to. Mrs. Loomis is trying to stab her, and she's like kind of holding her off, and then. And bang, we hear a gunshot and it's cotton. I don't think he we don't hear shoot. a gunshot, but we find out somebody is there and we thought it was going to be Gail. I thought who it was going to be Gail day. because a yeah. gun got thrown down yeah. there to where right. Gail was. But Cotton picks that up. We forgot he's up on stage. Yeah, Yeah. where'd you come from? Where did you go? (laughs) Call me Jill. So anyway, he's there holding them at gunpoint. Miss Voorhees picks up Sydney and has like behind her, Mm -hmm. and he's talking about how if we kill her, you're the story, right? Because she would be the main story. But if she's out of the way, it's all about you. Exactly. And so Cotton's considering, and he's well, kind of weighing his options. Yeah, he might be. Right. Well, and so then Cotton's like, well, that Diane Sawyer thing's not looking so bad now, is it, Sydney? So she's like, I'll go on Diane Sawyer with you. And then mm-hmm. so... She says, consider it done. And then he shoots somebody, and they both fall, and we don't know who it is for a minute. And then Sydney coughs, but we knew. You know who it is. If you've yeah. seen this, the poster for... Screen three, three, you knew. Right, exactly. It's not Laurie and oh, he in it? I, have, I don't remember these movies. No, well, he's Sydney's not in it, but in Sydney's it. in it. Oh. Yeah. So well, you yeah. know she's not in any danger. She's in all of them. Yeah. And so it turns out he shot Debbie, and she's got cross-eyed death in her eyes. and <laughs> <laughs> Cross-eyed death in her cross-eyes. Yeah. Right. And um, he said, well, that was intense. <laughs> and so now Sydney gets the gun from Cotton because she doesn't trust that. Well, yeah, he's like, I wouldn't have ever hurt you. I was just like playing. She's like, he's yeah, like, give me the gun. Sure. Like, okay. Uh-huh. He does. And he does. Gail jumps out of the orchestra pit. He's and, like, ah. Right. And she gives Gail the other gun, which I love. Which is, this is sort of a reprise of the last movie. It is, yeah. Because Timothy Oliphant jumps up and is like, ah. Well, they're standing over um, Lori Metcalf thinking she's going to do it because that's exactly yeah. what Billy did in the first one, but it's Timothy Oliphant. And he jumps up and they just unload all the guns into him and he yeah. falls back on and except one more bullet <laughs> yeah, left Sydney's like Sydney just goes over and just shoots Debbie count. right in the middle mm-hmm. of the yeah just well, in case um, and so now we see the aftermath and there's kind of happy music playing and there's ambulances everywhere cameraman is back cameraman's um, like I'm sorry I ever left yeah let's do this he's no, like he's, you're he's Gail sorry. no like, he's not sorry he's like he's I'm glad it's over I've come back yeah he's like you're Gail fucking Weathers man go let's roll tape but she doesn't want to because she hears that they found a survivor and it's deputy dumbass it, no, it's Deputy Dewey. And yeah, he's we said the same thing. He's on, yeah, <laughs> and he's on his stretcher, and he's like, yeah. he's and, uh, missing a shoe that's up by his chest. That's yeah. the best part. <laughs> oh my god, he's holding the shoe. And so now, but Gail is choosing Dewey over her report because well, she just and, goes to the hospital with him. Sure, she's also been shot. She needs True. to go to the hospital. Yeah, she's bounced off her ribs. She's got nine lives. And she's then fine. Sydney's like, you know what? I just need to take a walk and walk exactly. this off. Exactly. She werewolfs all of the reporters. <laughs> yeah. She said, you need to go find out where that guy came from. Well, where did yeah. that guy go? Call, call him Joey. Yeah. He responds to Joe. But she's like, Cotton's the hero. Talk to Cotton. Uh-huh. Yeah. Giving Cotton what I think he always wanted. Exactly. And I mean, you could say he deserves because yeah. he did kind of save the day and was wrongfully imprisoned. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
So yeah. and then the camera zooms Pans out and Sydney out. walks across campus and yeah. then all of her friends are dead. Yeah, Happy not ending. all of his friends. All, all, of, her, all of her friends are dead. All of her friends, but all of her friends were dead in the first movie except for Randy. So how do you guys feel about it having talked about it? I love, 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 love it. Oh, that was okay. Honestly, <laughs> I think it's a movie people should see. It's a I think it's a decent sequel. I think it's a um, great sequel. I don't think it's as good as the first one. There are problems with it. Jerry's definitely one of the killers. No. <laughs> um, but I've got yeah. a fun fact about that. It's a yeah. fun series. So, I mean, like, you shouldn't skip it and go to three. But, I mean, like, it's just not as good as the first one. Agree. But the first yeah. one is amazing. But, yeah, I loved it. And I'll say this. Unlike the Friday the 13th franchise... It doesn't supersede the first one like Friday right. the 13th 2 does. Because that one's the Friday the 13th fired. 2 is so much better than Friday the 13th <laughs> 1. Why do we got to go there? All right, let's talk box office. Hmm. So what do you think the budget was for this movie? Well, after the success of the first one, I bet it was probably pretty big. Oh, I'm sure it was bigger, although I don't, I don't have those numbers in front of me right yeah. now. But if you want those, nah. we talked about them on the... Uh, Screen podcast, hmm. but the budget for this one was twenty four million dollars. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think it made domestically? A hundred million. One hundred twenty. It made one hundred and one million. Oh. So it just it's, a, <laughs> it's one of the rare horror movies that actually got over a hundred million dollars domestically. Ooh, nice. But it also made seventy one million foreign. So it made one hundred and seventy one million dollars. Oh yeah, it did which really is well. Really great when it premiered. And it premiered in December. It did. Not on Christmas Day. No, before. But it was December 12th it premiered. So less than a year after the first one. Yeah, exactly less than a year. Yeah, less (laughs) than a year. But it beat Flubber for Richer for Poorer, Home Alone 3, and Amstad. Really? Amistad. Fun fact, they actually pushed back the dates of Titanic and Tomorrow Never Dies so that they wouldn't compete with this movie. Too. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. I was... Okay. So that's box office. Jen, you got some fun facts for us? I sure do. Nice. Jen's fun facts. All right. So there were some alternate titles for this movie. What? Scream Again. Oh <laughs> Scream Louder. Ah. Scream the sequel oh. and working title Scream the Squeakquel. I just like saying Squeakquel. You made that last one up. For <laughs> I did. Sure. Yeah, that yeah. is not. That is I'll Jen's alternative that. fun fact. Yeah, that isn't. But I just like saying Squeakquel, man. Jen, not so true fun fact. <laughs> I like that better than alternative fun facts. So it took eight cuts to get them an R rating from which, what. Um, NC-17, probably. Yeah, for, it was wow. NC-17. And that happened with the first one, because Wes Craven, oh. go, like, he shoots some gory stuff. Um, Fair I don't know all of the things that they eventually cut out, but I know they tried to game it. They tried to leave some stuff in that they knew they would have to cut out so that they could try to keep in the stuff they wanted yeah. and yeah. still make cuts, you know? Yeah, Sometimes that makes I sense. wonder if you do that with our edits. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do know one of the things that they cut was that when Omar Epps gets the knife through the ear, I think it showed it coming out the other side of his head. Well, that's oh. ridiculously goofy. <laughs> yeah. Chief Hartley, who is the sheriff, he is Louis Arquette. He's David Arquette's father. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I, I didn't even know he was an actor. Wow. I yeah. didn't either. Yeah. I mean, they're fr- they're like a Hollywood family, but I didn't. Oh, are I, they? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I know his sister acts yeah. too, but, um, and that's not Whoopi Goldberg. I know his sister acts as well. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The stab tagline was, this is going to hurt, which I think is funny because it's just like a slightly dumber tagline, you know? So the um, in the film school class where they're having the aliens conversation and Joshua Jackson is quoting aliens 
and he says, um, "Get away from her, you bitch." Yeah, but he says, "Stay away from her, you bitch." Mm-hmm. Joshua Jackson actually says it correctly. It was supposed yeah. he was supposed to say it wrong, and then Jamie Kennedy I was supposed that. to. Did you notice? Yeah, because they corrected. I was like, "That's wrong." Exactly. Okay. Really? Yeah. So That's stay wild. away from her, you bitch. Is the line Joshua Jackson fucked it up and said the first line the right way, yeah. and then Jamie Kennedy ad libbed yeah. it to make the scene work. And I guess they just never went back and fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get away That's from funny. her, you bitch. Was the was the line exactly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The plot of this movie, this the entire script of this movie leaked online while they were shooting it. What? Yeah, and this is and it was one of the first times something like this had happened because they weren't really taking a whole lot of precautions about it and uh they had to drastically change everything. So you remember when I was saying they didn't know if they were the killers or mm-hmm. not? Right. So they probably started filming the movie with a different set of killers and so some of the scenes may have been filmed when they mm. thought that this person was the killer turned out to be somebody oh. else and then once they had rewritten the script well first of all they were having to write as they went so some of the scenes weren't even done until it like, does the sort day of feel before. like that yeah. yeah but so that's why you kind of have that feeling and once they started rewriting these they didn't let anybody see the last scenes of the movie until you were actually on set they would like burn not copies. even the actors not even the actors no so they shit. didn't know if they were going to be the killers mm. or not Jerry O'Connell very well could have been acting as if he were the killer the whole time well I mean he uh, was one of the killers he was, so. he was originally <laughs> supposed to be the killer yeah yeah. Ah. He and Hallie were going to be the Hallie. roommates. Yeah, I think that would have been better. Well, um, you know who did that better? Happy Death Day. Yes, true. And those are my fun facts. Nice. Thank Yay. you for your fun facts, Jen. You're welcome. So scary scale. Let's do this. Hey, listeners. Our scary scale is a ranking of how scared we were when we watched this movie today. It's not the quality of the film. It's how scared we were today when we watched it. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Todd. I'm going to give it a two. All right. There was really only one jump scare that really got me. And <laughs> that's when. Girl. Yeah, that was when it was just a girl. And that's like a common theme in faculty. The biggest jump scare was just someone who was standing behind somebody. And it was the yeah. same thing in this movie. So uh, what did I give the original, Jen? You gave the original a three. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, so I gave this one a two. Yeah, Aww. one less it on the scary slightly scale. less scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there were a couple of jump scares that got you. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't too bad. Mikey, so, what do you think? I'm going to give it a one. Yeah, I could see that. All right. Yeah, that's not surprising. I'm going to give it, I think I'm going to give it a two also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some moments that are scary and there are some moments that are really tense too. And I think they hold that tension well. Yeah, okay. I wasn't enraged by them not trying to get the knife. Or <laughs> I was really so mad. I was really so <laughs> mad about that. Yeah. Um, and that's our scary scale. So this week, you guys made me watch Scream Two. What are you guys making me watch next week? What is that? <laughs> well, what, listeners, what are we watch is it a witchy movie? She's like cackling over there. It's Halloween season, and we are going to scare the fuck out of Todd this month. Oh. We are watching Insidious. Oh my god, that movie's so scary! <laughs> is it? I hated it. Oh it's by god. the same team as The Conjuring. Oh my god, I hated that <laughs> I movie. Think it might be scarier than The Conjuring? Really? Mm, yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. All right, well, guys, watch Insidious before next week. <laughs> Or don't if you're too scared okay. to listen to the Patrick podcast. Patrick Wilson's going to lead us right through it. Oh he is, God. yeah. He's in all of them. You can trust him. He's the worst. I mean, he's great, but he's in all the scary movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, watch Insidious. But now we're going to read one of your awesome five-star reviews. Ooh. So this review came in a few days ago, and we're going to have Mikey read it. Mikey, you want to practice so your reading skills? I Heart Horror Movies Aww. says. No, it's, that's the title. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh my you God. read the title. It's by Linda's Thoughts. <laughs> Linda's Thoughts. That's the name of the person who writes this review. That is. The, yes. Yes. 
She says, and this is the best horror movie review podcast, period. Aww. I had rewatched a bunch of movies after listening to their different perspectives and hot takes. Jin is the funniest. Woo! Disagree. Proof, motherfuckers. Todd's okay, you, too. I'm all right. Same. Winky face. <laughs> because the winky emoji face lets them know that I'm the funny one, and she's just trying to make Jen feel good because they know Jen needs a confidence boost. Facts are facts, Todd. <laughs> Actually, it's Todd, there in cold blood. <laughs> Todd, the winky face is after the period, uh, so I think it's winky face with love you, Mikey. Ooh. Because mm. it says, love you, Mikey. May I suggest a movie? Hell House LLC. Found footage is oh. one of the scariest movies Oh God! I Ew. hate found footage. I have seen that movie and it is really scary. Oh. I've seen that movie I really as well. like it, and it's one of the scariest movies I've seen in a while. Todd will shit his pants. No. I think so. Yeah. Is that like something they want me to do? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Five stars. I heart horror movies. I'm sitting on your couch, Jen. I know. I can. No watch chair, it chair. So, guys, if you want us to read your five star review, leave us a five star review. Yeah, and it's then we'll just read that it. simple. It's, that's how it works, guys. <laughs> we are a member of the Modern Horrors Podcast Network, and if you're listening to us in their feed, stop and listen to us in our feed because you'll get it two days earlier. Yeah. But some other great shows in their feed are Death Dying and Other Things, The Modern Horrors Podcast, and The Lovely Final Girl. Yeah, so listen to us in our feed, but still keep their feed because you get all Absolutely. those awesome shows. Yeah. Absolutely, guys. And if you want to check out all of our shit, go to horrorvirgin.com. From there, you can read Jen's blog, see Woo. the links to the merch store, and if you want to follow us on socials, it's at Horror Virgin. Jen's at Jen Veratu. Mikey's at M. Randolph. 24 and I am at Todd J. Awesome. If you want to help support the show financially, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin and signing up for any of the levels there. We're currently trying to save up money to yeah. buy better equipment to give you guys some better sound. We're actually mm -hmm. running out of burn it down spots. We are. We, we are, only have yeah. three spots left, so mm -hmm. get on that if you want it. And we've got, we may have some more Jen's fun stories videos oh, yeah. coming. Some more videos coming too. your way. I'm excited. But guys, if you can't help financially support the, the show, keep doing what you're doing and that's telling your friends, family, and coworkers about the show, getting the word out there because we've had a lot of growth and that's the only reason it's been growing because yeah. we don't have any money for marketing, so it's pretty much just word of mouth. So thank you guys thank for that. Thank you guys. Also, you can get a bunch of free exclusive content in the Facebook group. So join yeah. the Facebook group. It's there. It's awesome. It's daily exclusive content. Don't miss out on it. It's a lot of fun. We mm -hmm. talk in it every day more We or do. Less. Yeah. It's great. Thank you so much for joining us for ah, two today. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite jokes. All right. <laughs> we had so much fun watching. I had so much fun watching this that's movie. About, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Hey, happy Halloween <laughs> season. October is here. We're excited. We got some scary shit coming to you. Thank you for joining us. I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin Todd, guys. <laughs> Have a great week. Yeah. Catchphrase. No, 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 no. Bye. <laughs> Dewey's. Got my shoe over here. You the one it. on your chest. Which one? Where's the other one? Oh my God, that movie was Why ridiculous. Would it be? No, don't. You can't keep that in. My eyes are up here.